Megan's Indigo, her Indiegogo got funded a couple of days ago. Now we're just in bonus territory for her. Oh, well, I was joking. Out. I was like, I hope you stay at 99% just so we can be like, our pod pushed you over. We did it. You, know, you like, didn't do it on your own like, merit. Like 12 bucks, 12 bucks left. He's like, look at us. We, look what we did for you. <laughs> Funded hey, your Indiegogo. Hey, from, from our, from our yeah. 17 listeners. Yeah. We got you $12. We, we, I got you. See that percentage, man? Dude, That's almost a buck per person. Damn, dude, that's the turnover value, rate, bro. that's value. Value, hashtag value. That's what we provide you here at the Faking Faggy Notes, Notes Podcast. podcast. I, I like how we jumped in and that we didn't, I love segueing into it randomly. Yeah. I, I have a dream that one day we're going to do an episode. One day. One day we're going to do an episode and we're going to just talk cold for like 25 minutes and then and do it. Well, sometimes we just like it. forget. I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, do we ever do actually we ever do say it? Say what podcast? And then I'm like, I should probably be a good producer and like go like dig up a previous one. And EP, then I don't, Mr. EP up here. And then man. I don't, just, dude. You're an EP too. Like that's that's how it works. Yeah, EP. yeah, EP. I'm um and you're and you're the egalitarian participant. I'm a erectile penetration station. There's <laughs> a hyphen in there. Oh yeah, I like that. So your EPS, EPS, EPS. Y'all, I've been thinking about doing the EP. Ooh, because okay, so I've been thinking. So I've been doing Let's a little talk bit of research. How friend to of do, the pod? How to do an album? How friend, to do your EP? Let's see. Friend it. of the pod, Jeremy Jones. Word, my homie. Our first true friend of the pod who has been He's on done twice, twice, two oh, times. The boy, your favorite, your favorite singer. So he hit me to. Um, this podcast called the Creative Juice Podcast. Oh, I love that podcast. I didn't know about it. So, well, because I always it's one of those examples. I'm like, well, because they have this pod, so that's why we're going to be the opposite. So, yeah. So, in a lot of other, well, all the other music pods are about, or even music business pods are like adding like value and a research and thought out. And we'll like and, point you to them because this, yeah. Ain't like, it. So, so you listen. This is yeah, because this ain't it. <laughs> this that's, ain't that's it. like our logo. Making this podcast. This ain't it. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the ones that's probably the most precise. Other than that, there's like the portfolio composer for composers, where you know they bring in an expert and it's a single topic interview and it's about marketing. It's about really like valuable things. And we were like, what if we did it? What if we didn't do that? We're just, we're just, what's the, what's the cleverest way to brand it? We're just reading between the lines on like knowledge. Yeah. What, what if, what if we just retell it badly? <laughs> what if we give you good advice badly? Badly. I mean, that's, that's our other tagline. Uh, we, no, we literally, we just like, we figure out how to tell a dick joke about good advice. There we go. We just go on mock, out there and be somebody. Mock knowledge. Mock knowledge. I like that. I Episode think, title. Okay, so so in the information age, I would say that you know the creative juice and the That's free economics, they're they're like the kale mm-hmm. of information. But you it's, know, good the, it's good they kale. Like, it's very they cooked. No, 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 no. This is not a pejorative. Remember, I'm eating healthier. Well, yeah, well, I saw. No, I've seen like you eat kale on multiple bananas. occasions. It's like the tilapia and brown <laughs> rice, right? The spinach. But uh, we're we're kind of like we're kind of like Popeyes, you know. We're risky, and you feel good. You feel, 
we're risky. <laughs> we're kind of a risk. You don't know if you're going to be on the toilet afterward. Yeah, either you're going to have a great time yeah, 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 or you're yeah. going to be severely upset at your past self. <laughs> you always and enjoy it during the moment. And you're going to contemplate your life choices. Yeah. You're going to be like, man, I don't know why I like turn this on. I don't know why I'm still listening. It's been 45 Sometimes minutes. Sometimes it's awesome. And sometimes I have the best time and I have memories and memes that I'll tell my friends forever. And then sometimes I'm gravely disappointed. Gravely disappointed. <laughs> that we are the, the Popeyes. Thank you, Podcast. The Popeyes. The Popeyes of, of, of music podcast. Of music podcast. I like that, though, because Popeyes is also cute. It's delicious. They man. know how to use social media. The whole chicken sandwich That was movement. hilarious. It's hilarious. People, like, they're, they love it so much. And they want it so bad that they're like gonna armed robbery like a Popeyes for a chicken sandwich. Like I want, I want people to come to our shows not with guns, but with, but chicken with, sandwiches. But with hugs. Like just like try to mob us with hugs. And be like, oh my god, it's Trevor. I'm gonna hug him. <gasps> and then they walk past me and they just hug my dog. He's, yeah, he's oh, a thought. yeah, because he is a thought. He is a thought. He's Look, looking on his Shiloh's camp. literally looking at me like this. Oh my god! Is he ducky face? Literally, he's duck facing me right now, dude. Oh I'm not kidding. Just like you know, feeling cute. Woke up like this. Stop duck facing me like that, Shiloh. I'm telling you. Yeah, he ate his own vomit this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a piece of content. <laughs> so that's what's gonna happen. But actually, that's gonna be the first one. That's gonna be the first post, and then I'm gonna do a carousel to the other <laughs> one where he's being a thought in the sun. Dude, thotty little dog. Thotty but little dog. oh my god! So yeah, so let's 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 walk through the process of this EP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're now so, we're so mock knowledge. When I was when I was listening to the podcast, I've like learned in this digital age, it's not good to focus on the albums anymore. Mm-hmm. It's dropping it's, the singles. It's, it's, it's dropping singles, who? and it's the because I heard that was it. Jeremy that music. said it, or are we talking Jeremy about? Jeremy has said that. Who else? But it's been but yo, my boy yeah. Johan has told we gotta me have that. Him I would love to have him. I just, I just dropped a like I said, we keep, post with him. We keep in our, we have very close circles, and I have just yet to actually. No, he's, bump he's into the him. homie. He's good people. Because there's, good yeah, people. yeah. We've we've messaged before, like years oh, really? back. He was like, "Hey, do you know any like baritones?" <laughs> it's a great story. Well, link in the description if you wanted a transcript of that. It's like, I, and I was just like, I sent him links, and he's like, "Or." Word, like word. Word, and then thanks, next thing you know, we're thought, living in the like, same city. Yeah. Now I'm like, dude, I want to do gonna, the I'm not going to dox. I'll just say that this guy, this guy does really well. Oh, he's got good. His music's circles. really, he's, he's really yeah. good. His music's uh, really his, good. I keep like, listening to it. We have another, we have another track that we did. Oh, really? Uh, of his, Smile Like an Idiot. Mm-hmm. But it's got this like really sick like hook. Well, because he's good. I mean, he's, dude, he's, he's, he's a yeah. studied composer and it's kind of, it's funny seeing someone with that, <clears throat> like, the background of knowledge mm-hmm. and also the carefreeness to, like, not dwell in it. It's not like he's, yeah. like, strongly cares. He's like, oh, like, like it's like, oh, a mission. I'm going to bring this knowledge to the new circle. Like, nah, he's no, like, he's like, dude, I like pop music. Yeah. And I remember so something he it. said when he switched, when he, like, did a, like, a hard switch into it. Like, that's his, his mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. is that. He was, I think, kind of like wisely. He's like, classical music is an old person's game. Like being a composer in the classical music industry is an old person's game. It's a long-term game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, pop music is a young person's game. And so he's he's gonna wind up with the best of both worlds. Yep. Because he's gonna he's he's young. He's 
he can do what he wants. He's, he's carefree, Jones. and he's very good at it. He'll do it then, yeah. and then he can do whatever he wants after. So I've been because of seeing what, what he's doing and the enjoyment it brings, and also just my other interactions, realizing that like working in pop music and just music production seems more fun. That seems more collaborative than like our typical classical music, mm-hmm. <clears throat> at least as far as composers go. Like seeing what he's done and how he's like enjoyed it and navigated that territory is like inspiring me to do it. So like now I want to meet with him to be like, hey, we we do a lot of similar things. I do string arrangements for people. We'll, I do we'll these get, things. We'll get him here, bro. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to spell your resume. You don't have in to be like, journey. yo, so I also... So I do. <laughs> I also like lift heavy stuff up and put it back down. I do. I have a cute dog. I don't think he has a dog, so at least I have that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, else. no, you're, you're listing your qualifications why you got to collab. Like, look, I have a dog. You don't have a dog? I have a dog. You want to hang out? We're trying to collab. Want to some music? You I should try to collab? We should have uh, Shiloh do a cover of one of his tracks. Bark like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could try that. Woods. We could try that. I don't know if I would have fun making that. <laughs> it's just y'all's in the video, and then he's just like, and you just walking in and out all of frame. Barks. He's just walking. Well, you just have him like just walking in and out of the camp in front of him, out of frame. Oh yeah, like with, it, with his video. thick thighs, dude. So but, thick. Dude, Shiloh, Shiloh, so thick, so tasty. Telling me I I need to up my yeah, I'm a little hot. I'm gonna turn me down, turn me down, baby. No, you're yeah, good. Turn That's me. Down. me. Okay. okay, okay. Be good. Um, but yeah, I oh, he looked up at me again. Is that word? So anyway, I I wanna. I was thinking about trying to do a mixtape, but honestly, I think I really just want to start releasing uh, actual tracks. It makes sense in the digital age, like now yeah. hearing them. I think it's I was different. watching uh, his uh, Instagram stories and something, and I think that was one of like, I can't remember if it was just an ask me anything type of situation or whatever, but mm-hmm. that was one of his things he mentioned. And it, it kind of makes a lot of sense, you know, adapting to this day and age. As an indie artist. Think of how long it takes. Think of how long it takes to get an uh, album off the room. No one finishes the album, no. but if it's a track, that's doable. Yeah, and you could do that once a month. And it's not even just him. I met a when I was doing this uh, video shoot with Albert Chang. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a YouTuber. I did a ship review cover with him. A few. Days. He's a big Twitch streamer. I've talked mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, we. You guys know Albert. He's gonna. We're gonna get him on. I was doing the video shoot for him. And I met this uh, EDM producer who actually was, uh, she was studying composition at San Francisco Conservatory. Mm. Now she's like touring everywhere with her music. And she was, I was talking to her, I was like, what do you do? And she's like, you know, I just try to make sure I get a new track out every month. Well, it's smart too, because of like how quickly Preston's stuff evolves. It's also, it's interesting the counter though, like at the highest level, like albums are staying relevant longer, which is shocking. Maybe just because there's, it's it's like has a a very low floor. But if you hit if you get close to the ceiling, you stay up there. So all these records for staying up top are getting broken. Like, uh, like bad guys, like mm-hmm. that album, Lil Nas, yeah. uh, all of these other type things. Are like you know they're up there for. 33 weeks, all these other things, but everything below that and like T Swift, like everything beneath that, the like super catch fire celebrities, 
ba- barely registers a pulse consistently because there's such quick turn- turnover. It's kind of like, I guess, walking. A couple of people get to cross the bridge across the running stream, mm-hmm. but everyone else just jumps in and you're whoosh, you're swept out just minutes later. I think we're becoming more increasingly compartmentalized mm-hmm. in terms of genre because of algorithms, because of especially Spotify. You know, you listen to one song and the algorithm will feed you songs just like it. Mm-hmm. So if you, you see the birth of new genres in that way. And so, like, maybe you just get used to listening to this type of sound. And so the you garner these big communities but there's no, there's not much consensus consensus mm-hmm. among them. You know what I mean? You have five hundred thousand, you know, dance hall enthusiasts, and like however hundred thousand over here mm-hmm. uh, in terms of country or country rap, which is like a genre that's now burgeoning. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because so, it's a huge. That's the biggest. But Nelly maker. Nelly was trying to do that back in the early two thousands, and it just didn't, didn't really catch, catch fire. Yeah. It it did in country charts, but not in hip hop charts. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because now that because that's pre hip hop full on takeover. That's true. And yeah, the decimation yeah, yeah, yeah. of rock. Hip hop itself was like a. I'm sub-genre. waiting for more. Yeah. Because it was kind of floated around in the '80s. It's always been an undercurrent, but I'm curious. Country makes sense because it's the other mega market. We don't think about it. I don't mm. think about country music because I don't listen to it. But that's still what is what dominated a massive percentage of the radio mm-hmm. and like making money mm-hmm. country is just huge money because there's the whole middle of the country the south that it's just it plays on the radio that even though it wasn't getting a lot of clicks on spotify and it's not appearing in pop culture mm-hmm. it's just massive money so now to combine hip-hop which has taken over yeah. the pop realm yeah it's like and, they switched and <clears throat> bringing that into country music and like bringing it into not dipping the toes it's it's going to be successful for a while. I'm curious to see yeah. what's next. I my, my hunch is I'm wondering if if at all like rock and hip hop kind of XXX Tentacion yeah. and look at Young Thug. He just did a country album. He's about to do mm-hmm. this punk album. Apparently, I'm, I'm thinking that because it. I, I'm surprised it's taken this long. So part of a hunch is like the just the more rebellious time period is when rock thrives. So for instance, Obama was not really a rebellious time period. That's true. Because things things got better. The millennial whoop. Yeah, we had millennial whooping. Ah. Like, <laughs> like, like things things got better. <laughs> Therefore, like globally, for the most part, you know, not perfect. And so you just didn't need like angsty, rebellious punk music. No. And I was like, okay, Trump's coming in. Maybe rock music. Could get, <laughs> maybe rock music could get better. No, we get country hip hop. Screamo. Yeah, I was more, just like, yeah. Bit, I, I was screamo. thinking, I was like, well, maybe at least maybe this would be good for rock. <laughs> But but actually, I was like, I was genuinely was like, well, it might be the only plus is that maybe rock music will come back, and it hasn't happened. And so I'm wondering uh-huh. if, if hip hop takes it on and takes on that like heavily distorted guitars and aggression and like virtuosity of the instruments mm-hmm. and, cause, and that's cause where the, we come in boy, boy. hey <laughs> why do you think i'm trying to learn the jazz man i know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to play for my dinner man i'm gonna <laughs> work for your I'm dinner ha- i'm gonna literally i'm gonna have to make some really complex sound in hip-hop <laughs> you know <laughs> but i uh, when we've talked about it before kendrick i've been listening 
to Hell dissect, yeah. and it's fascinating hearing all I the backstories. And I, I fucked up, man. I do. It's need good. To it's get a lot. There's, I mean, there's it's, so many, there's and it's so actually much, hard yeah. to keep track of. It's like it's, it feels like I'm at school again because it's it's it's, so it's much for going nerds on. like us, man. But I, I like it. I like it, and it was neat hearing. You know how it relates to his life and kind of his like philosophy and how much of it. Shout it's out embedded. to Cole Kushner and for just crushing it. I know, just dropping it. Yeah, but that's another that's another superfood podcast for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, 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 where we're like fast food, but also like super unhealthy. Yeah, dissects like a paleo, so it tastes good. <laughs> like it's like. It's steak and broccoli. Yeah, and the and the it's, it's still takeout because it's easy to get. Yeah, yeah abs but, of steel though. But but even though you you postmated it, you still feel tough. Yeah, man. I need to. I really need to go do these salsa classes, man. Oh my oh, god, man. I really, I really want because I was I was talking to Kayvon last night, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, dude, we should take these classes together. And he was like, hmm, I don't know, bro. I'm not really good at dancing. I'm like, you don't understand. That's the point. Dude, like (laughs) our parents and our grandparents got together because they danced. They they were like in the army or they were this. And they went to the social club and they danced. The original Tinder where they they slid left and slid right. This can't. Yes. Slide to the left. Uh, Slide to the left. Uh. (laughs) 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 I'll cut that. Instagram <laughs> models. Uh, uh, uh. Has no. a 4K. 4K. <laughs> Nobody dances. Ross IRA. Not, none of them dances because yeah. they all work nine yeah, to five. They're, at jobs. They're, they're there because they hate their lives. Yeah. Um, what I mean is like we need – there's something about dancing when it comes to a romantic partner. That is a way for you – that's an activity that you two can do together that in public – and you can actually work out some issues. Mm-hmm. Like if you're angry at each it's other, you could just to- dance at each other angry. And then you're like, oh, but what, like that and, face though. Me and you're going to have a fight. <laughs> she comes in and she, it's like West Side Star. She starts snapping. It's like the sharks. And, it's like, and no, we're like, let's we're gonna, do it. We're going to dance fight. You can, you can do a positive, passive, aggressive I'm in here, fight. I'm in here like Tekken. You know? I'm looking like Eddie. I'm like spinning my you legs work around. You work out some I'm shit, gonna, man. <laughs> That's why like working out together too no, can it, be another thing. Some partner exercise. The dancing is good because you get it's like both physical, so it gets blood flowing, but also, yeah, you really it's really hard to dance somewhere and like not connect. When yeah. when we talked about that like kind of goofy getting out of your comfort zone thing that uh, at Juilliard they had all the staff orientation leaders, res hall people. Like if you were gonna be interacting with people. And yeah. being a, which is a strange for Juilliard yeah. kids, like so, interacting with people is why it's like it's like what? they don't know how to do that. That's not Hi. on my resume. I walked through the halls. Hey, Trevor. Hi there, Drew. I, it is Drew, right? Hey, hi, yeah, man, you good? Like, what's what's good? How, how you been? Th- thank thank you thank you for coming by my place the other day. Like, thanks and thanks for bringing the beers. Like that's super. That helped a lot. It was such a great time interacting with you. Uh yeah so oh, uh, I gotta go practice oh okay I'll I'll see you later la, la, la. and that's if they respond to the yeah. first hello most of the time you don't even get that far yeah that it's, was just a full blown conversation oh my God. dude I feel like I got closer to that version of you bro yeah like that that was actually a, comparatively that was a very meaningful conversation <laughs> with a lot of like emotion 
Dude, yeah, I gave you like a law several times. Yeah, dude, I thank you. I even signed off. I didn't just walk away. It, it was it was four forty two also, which I appreciate. <laughs> four forty two law is ideal. The so we we do this kind of training. We've talked about it before, but it was yeah. called interplay, and it was like silly, and you'd think it's dumb, and you'd be like, "Why on earth am I in this uncomfortable?" But for everyone who bought in, and most did, it mm-hmm. was like transforming. It was just like wild to have a connection. So similar to dancing, there's a lot of movement. And that was a big part of it. Besides trying to take you out of your comfort zone, interacting. I don't know how they got to do it, but kind of these just like moving around the room, things you would do in theater classes. Oh yeah, and like it, stuff I do at UCB. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it's movement, and, and it's mm-hmm. and it's trying to get you in in those in the you know that one hour session or whatever where they just brought someone in. Torture. But well, no, no. Like after that, I had like a meaningful connection with m- several people who I'd never yeah. talked to before. Mm-hmm. And you walk out there, and they would recall that moment because mm-hmm. I did some like exotic dance stuff. Uh, but they would just like bring it up, and like that was our like bonding moment. And and I I've been around people for weeks and weeks and weeks classes, seeing them all the time, and did not have that type of connection with them than from this one hour dumb training. And a lot of it had to do with movement because mm-hmm. now we, we talk a lot or even less, we interact on a screen. Yeah. But if we bad. brought, if we brought people here, <laughs> that's what we should do at our, our music podcast. We just force them to dance with us. Oh, like Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. We just <laughs> like, like, let's just dance. Have a little fun today. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should do that's, that's super huge. That's a great point. And I also want to drive that home mm-hmm. in like this theory that I've been developing is in the technological age. A lot of the traditions of classical music, like are like making us at least classical musicians less healthy. Case in point, I used to do like other summer camps and, and mm-hmm. festivals and things like that. Not festivals, but like symposiums yeah. for like leadership symposium. or, or like science. You know, science. They would always begin with icebreakers. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a classical music Performing festival, orchestra? none of that. There's no icebreaker. Like, no, no. What I mean is, like, even in business, they have. And those people are uninteresting. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why, but I think at least in our culture, we don't really cultivate social skills, which are essential. Let's focus. I I think I was thinking about our like our pod, like some like like the the value of the pod. Like we focus in on some single issues, so that way it's easy to isolate for our our listenership. Um, uh-huh. what the takeaway is and maybe this is where we talk about social skills and like developing like maybe some like specific because i have to, to watch it. youtube videos to learn because how to i watch casually explained on how i, I love like casually it's so funny i love casually so funny. i love uh charisma charisma on command uh, on command as that's well. great but it's it, there's some that's, so many great values yeah mm-hmm. and, it, and a lot of it makes sense and often you're like oh yeah oh yeah and it gives a name to it and then other times it's things I never would have thought about. Exactly. And stuff like that you do in Actionable your everyday steps life. Yeah. that you can try to improve. Just smiling um, more. And so we've touched on this before on the podcast, you and I. Like, yeah. For instance, me, I use Ubers as time to practice conversation. Uh, to, to like the, the skill of like talking. Because you're isolated there. Yeah, I have nothing better to do. Even with Amy in the car, I talk to the Uber driver. 
and because and she's that's, rolling her that's eyes. People, oh, and yeah, yeah, she's just here like, goes she, she knows. Well, the good thing is because she can fall asleep in the situation, so she just nods out. <sighs> she's like, that's me. She's like, I don't want to hear him. Okay, she's like I'm gonna tune this. You're out. my Uber buddy now. Yeah. I can't. So I, I sit in the it. Uber and I would talk to that person for forever about whatever, and I I view it specifically as as a moment of practice where I think about like, oh, how that conversation go? How do I engage them? Because sometimes they don't want to. You know, they don't want to talk. And if they, I mean, I, I read the obvious clues, but I mean, sometimes they're not as comfortable or English isn't their first language. And then I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, how can I handle this in the act of conversation? But social skills, I think it is it is getting worse because we're interacting often um, and how we go about that. Uh, we're interacting often, like on, on the phones, phones yeah. through screens. And, you know, yeah. Y- the even even if you look at someone through FaceTime, it's still hard to capture that emotion. Like it's something about like the converting it with our eyes. Like uh, I think they've studied this. Like looking at screens is even if you see certain reactions, facial reactions, it's just your brain still struggles compared to a live interaction because yeah. it's still like your eyes like doing some weird like digital conversion of yeah. the little pixels and reactions you see still aren't hitting you as effectively as if that person was in the room. So even yeah. over the phone, like if everything was FaceTime, I think it would be better. For instance, you know, if you're talking to a customer service rep, if you saw that person, you might be less of a dick. Might. But then like, but, it's but, still but, but not I as still good. yell at like yeah. those ticket attendants <laughs> at Stop. airlines, my flights. Stop. God damn it. I have a concert. Don't you understand? Sir. Sir, I went to go. Re- I Sir, went to take go do your, this meal voucher. Violin. They won't take it. Take what? Your what kids? And <laughs> did you just? Did you just, sir? Did sir. you just? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Not again, sir. That, that's like. Sir. That's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's the moment that I lose. It, is like you're violent, sir. Excuse me, your guitar. I had a guy. I was doing a gig yesterday. I'm okay. sorry. We're gonna get back on it. I was. I was at the uh, Montage Hotel. And I had to valet my car. So I valet my car. Mm-hmm. There's a Lamborghini right here. There's an Aston Martin behind me. Maserati over there. I mean, well, I needed to bring I all my cars like, to the gig. I was like, oh, yeah, these well, these are my cars. Yes, <laughs> no, Dude, you don't need to flex. I'm you know, sorry. We know you got a lot I'm of cars. Sorry. Okay, I have the these four tickets that need wild. to be. I need these four tickets valet. Bro, bro, Patreon be looking up. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so we. We're going in. I'm going in the the lobby. Uh, I'm, I'm dressed in my suit or whatever. I'm I'm looking pretty okay. I got my viola on my back, and one of the concierges uh, come like runs at me. He's like, "Excuse me, sir. Uh, wedding's that way." I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm playing a reception upstairs on the ninth floor for Doctor Mark. I'm not actually gonna." Dox him here. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this guy, this guy, I'm going to go Dr. Do. Dox. But I knew I had the right information. I knew what, where I was going. And he was like, but he he just wanted to talk to me because he was like, yeah, man, I see you, you're a musician and everything. I like that sax, man. Like, but on my case, it's always it has cute. a viola. It has That's viola. Hilarious. Big old letters on my case says viola. And uh, people are like, violin? It's cute. I love it. Yeah, it's just like when someone's trying to have a conversation. I like it. They're like, oh, I used to play saxophone and, and, and something. And like, I really like your piccolo. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a bassoon. That's a little, a little more forgivable, but. That's just, that, uh, I just, uh, it, the, the name, yeah. 
the name of the instrument is on the case. That's a, <laughs> that's a security measure. Nobody's going to fucking steal my viola. Yeah. Especially if I put a viola sticker on it. They know it's worthless, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why it's there. With these it's, social skills. Yeah. So going on and trying to develop these yeah. as musicians, there was a lot of pushback. I remember at Julia, they were going to try to force people because they're, you know, they're working towards initiatives. They're trying. It's always slow with every institution to adapt to modern needs, particularly when you're teaching something so old, classical music that has such a rooted tradition. It makes sense why things are hard to adapt because you need some fundamentals <clears throat> like your theories, your ear trainings that are taught in very old ways that are historical music history. And like, how do you give them all of that, which a lot of that you do need and prepare someone for the modern world. Uh, I think a big one is trying to find ways to just make better people. That's not their job do, either. Well, it's also, yeah, I, yeah, that's fully when, when someone's like, Oh, like college will never be everything to you. Um, yeah, it's not. I think some there, things. There, it's, <laughs> it's just often. Debt. It's just debt. <laughs> it's just debt. Like it's that's just a very. But so at least yeah. they could prepare you for some of it. Because to be fair to college, a lot of that stuff you won't have time to do when you're out of school, and you better hope you've learned it in school and remembered it, because you actually will need. You certainly need that ear training more then, than you ever imagined, yeah. and that theory more than you ever thought you could have but you can it. learn that stuff i'm learning way more well, theory now you can't well it also before. depends on the, the teachers and like how much and how much time you put on it in school because if you're putting more time on it now then like it's the same thing i'm saying that people are less likely particularly if they're not fortunate like us to like always be working in music to where we're still around it maybe i'm not like actively studying. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, I didn't mean it that way yeah. yeah no but i mean like so a lot of people if, if music's not your first thing the last thing you're gonna do if you're lucky enough to play your instrument uh, is gonna. I, I really want to work on theory. That's just a rare occurrence, even though that'd be helpful. So, you know, school isn't gonna be everything for you. You need, but what it, for what it is, you should try and make the best of it. Particularly trying to get a head start on all those things that you're just not gonna be able to work on later. And it's not the school's. It's not really the school's job to exactly pre- prepare you for everything. But I think they could be doing better. And how they could do it is not really more classes or less classes, but maybe how it goes about it. And one of the things Julia tried to do... Can you be more specific? Like, more classes about... No, I'm saying, like, we don't really need, like, more classes, like, more career classes, like, oh, more dealing with taxes and stuff. Because I think people are already... Well, we're talking about conversation and and social interaction. So what kind of classes could they make for that? I I don't think that that has any place in college. Okay. No. So what what I'm promoting is like I think – because everyone always wants to add and no one ever wants to take away. That's that's Mm. one of the problems with building habits like all the experts are talking about. Like, Or, you know, it's like, oh, well, you really need to work out. Oh, you really need to brush your teeth. Oh, you really need to do this. Oh, you should take a cold shower. You should, things. yeah, like these are things people should do. And I, I can't remember which author it was, but he's going around. He's like, well, one of the hardest parts is like all these self improvement things. Why they don't stick is because it's always about adding, and no one talks about what's really hard, which is you do have to give up some stuff, and like how you go about that. So I think the, the problem is with college when we have a discussion about. Oh, we need this new class. You know what they really need? They need to know how to start a nonprofit, which I think is true. A lot of that is valuable. You need to know. They also need to know this, but no one wants to take away a theory class for that or take away an 
uh, a performance ensemble and when you actually need all of it. If you do all of it, you won't have enough time to practice or relax. You'll be too stressed. I took too many classes in undergrad. Uh, and why I thought, surprisingly, having less classes at Juilliard was actually better for me as a musician. Yeah, Being no, in class yeah, less. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. like either decompress mm-hmm. or actually work on what I needed to. Yeah, you had I was, energy. I had too many classes in undergrad. We me were too. in class for too long. Me too. Because it was a yeah. university model. Yeah. It wasn't a conservatory model. Exactly. Me too. So, Literally. Yeah. yeah. So it's it was just an unreal amount of in-class hours when – for probably people like us who could get by with being in class less and more entrusted upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a fucking minor in yeah, Spanish. Yeah. Dude. Do you understand how long, yeah. <laughs> how much time I spent it's on that? Just like, too, it's yeah. crazy. It's, it's yeah. so much freaking time. And, I still um, can't speak it either. That's, that's <laughs> impressive, man. I suck at foreign language. But yeah. so I think at least for these social skills, like how do you actually, how do you get that? Not in a classroom, but like giving people more, back more time. And then how you go about teaching a class, uh, how you set things up. So it's not necessarily about adding new classes or even just taking things away, but adapting what's there to be more effective at teaching these things. Or kind of like essentially like subtly integrating like speaking, public speaking into these classes, maybe where it's not traditional. That's I think one benefit of ear training at Julia. You walk out of there, you have a lot of confidence. Why? Because you stood up in front of your colleagues who all went to fancy schools and are about to play in fancy orchestras, and you sang, and you've never really sang before. Mm-hmm. And then you stand up, and you do rhythm, and you, you suck at it, and you look like an idiot, and then they stand up, and they look like an idiot. And after two years of going in there several times a week, making a fool of yourself, being uncomfortable, you kind of like, you walk out pretty tough. Like that's, yeah. that's, I think, a side effect beyond the actual musical things. There is value. I remember all that air training stuff. I'm very good at air training. And it's because of how uncomfortable I was and how I wanted – part of it was social pressure. It's like I wanted to impress the teachers. I knew I needed to learn this stuff. I knew I was bad at it. Also, I'm just surrounded by my classmates. I don't want to look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Half the battle of what made me a better musician was just trying to not look stupid. Mm-hmm. And like that's like an, an undervalued thing versus other classes where you're not put in front of your peers, uh, where you you know it's a history class and you never had to give any type of speech, any type of presentation, just would you know not do the readings, write a midterm paper, write a final paper. Like how much of that do you remember? Even if you had a great teacher, you don't remember that stuff because mm. you didn't put any work into it. But also, I think bringing it in towards these social aspects like there were there weren't these other factors that are valuable that would bring you closer to your classmates uh which is what you actually really need from school um and i don't think just like have forcing like oh give a speech and then some kid goes up there and reads his paper i think it's dumb that's barely better if anything it just causes them anxiety and that's like useless but figuring out ways to make people be able to talk less so to academics to each other Mm -hmm. and to a broader audience so instead of training academics like get up here read your technical paper what might be more interesting and probably more valuable instead of like a yeah read your paper give a speech on the paper you wrote that's really academic be like okay write your academic paper because you should know how to do research now the final project is you got to come up here and do like a pre-concert talk for kids about your piece 
yeah, you studied Beethoven 7 super in-depth. You analyzed all its motives. How would you teach that to a classroom of kids? That's what I'm figuring out right now. I'm yeah. trying to explain Hindemith. Oh yeah, like like what I I mean just like going to do a talk on dissonance. I, I haven't like, that's I haven't put any it. thought into that example. That just came up to me live, yeah. live on faking this part. But as as just uh, an example of that's something that's you will have to do more than more than likely not. You, it's there's a low chance unless you're going on to the doctor that you're going to be giving academic paper readings. You know, to, unless your friends or family at Thanksgiving, like everyone sit down. Johnny wrote a really great paper about a motivic. Uh, development in Hindemith's Wind Symphony and uh, it's about 120 pages where he's going to read it for us. Like, no, it'll never happen. But the odds of like, hey, will you talk about this piece before you play? That's not a room full of musicians. Like, that's a skill that should be worked on. Uh, and and it's, and for me, it's like, that's a more valuable example that doesn't completely, you don't need a new course for that. You know how I got good at that? Let's hear it. I just don't ever study anything too too deeply. <laughs> <laughs> But I think we've talked about it uh, before, but when I was in college, uh, we studied in our English class, like this essay by this guy, I forget Mm -hmm. whose name, I forget now, but it talks about the sovereignty of the knower and essentially the idea, and I think I may have talked about it before, but essentially the closer you and harder you study something, i.e. the the bigger the microscope you put up to it, the the harder it is to actually see the thing. Yeah, what's well yeah, yeah. Like There's a science thing too. Much. So what what it is is like you have to zoom out. It's mm-hmm. good to understand the tech technicalities and the depth of the story, but the deeper you go, the less understandable it is to other people. So like when I go and I talk about Brahms, I don't talk about I don't talk about the deep psychosis that, or, or psychology or the, the paint. I just say, look, this kid was scarred as a child because he once wanted to be a composer, but his parents wouldn't let him. They told him that if he wanted to compose, he had to take piano lessons. Oh, these piano lessons are really bad. They're really expensive. And your dad's a terrible musician. Mm-hmm. So in order to pay for them, go play in these, these, these harbor uh, brothels. brothels. It's a great story. And then you could just mention... Like, even though it's cliche at this point, it's like, oh, he was worried about Beethoven. It took him so many years to release this. And so people well, understand that. They understand but it's, it's being more in the than shadow just, of something. But, then, but, then, but here, here's the crazy thing. When you, when you read about it more, you're like, oh, but when he was sexually assaulted, like dozens of times while he worked here, when he was forced to consume alcohol, by these women that were supposed to kind of like look out for him and the sailors that came in harbor mm-hmm. it made him distrust everybody in the world even people like probably robert schumann uh, further down you know he was this guy that says this is the guy that's going to succeed beethoven this guy doesn't even understand what happened to him when he was an 11 year old boy and a lot of these How things were kind of re- re- you know relatable that to some to some degree, yeah. I mean, I remember playing in the sailor brothels as a child, but <sighs> no, like, about, like all of these. I remember watching the live streams uh, of like the Lincoln Center. Uh, what is the Chamber Music Society? CMS. Yeah, CMS. And so I just felt guilty because the guy gets up there, older. He's, he's a just revered scholar. Just not listen to the podcast, and he goes through a talk. And basically, what they do is they just encyclopedia. 
this piece. He goes through, he's like, listen to this motor. Okay, listen to this motor. Oh, look, it's transform. And they just kind of go like, hey, play a couple measures. And then he'll do essentially like a boring. It's actually like, really funny. The worst example of a theory. It's the stuff I hate where it's so like prescriptive. It's okay, like line by line. Oh, look, he turned it upside down. Like not any compelling. There wasn't a narrative to it. It wasn't like a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson, like great, you know, Cosmos video, that kind of. There was no zooming out. There's no zooming out. No he wasn't in a spaceship. Yeah. There no, and it was so microscopic, but it's presented to a general audience. This was, this isn't, it's CMS, even though they're all, those people are very into it, uh, into music. They're still not all musicians. It's, it, we, we do too many pre-concert talks where it's so prescriptive, where something is, Either the audience is treated too dumb or too smart. No oh, one sits shit. in the gray. They're, Bro. No one sits in the middle. And I, I want to sit are. in the middle. Bro, that's what we are. We are we Music are the, in the middle. The, we're the Luther of <laughs> classical music. You know, Luther, Obama's angry translator. <laughs> we're, we're literally that for classical music. We're like, I'm here to tell you this piece is lit as fuck. And here's why. Because this shit was never done before. Beethoven doubled the length, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Popeyes. Welcome but, to Popeyes. No, and that's yeah. what I want to do. Here's so they, they go through, it's either, they treat it really dumb. They'll say just like the most surface level thing. Bro. Or then fully in the weeds. And it's like, no one no one really cares about that. Other than they may be like, neat, but... Uh, and they'll just go by this. And it was the most uncomfortable like pre-concert talk I've seen. And he's going through it and it's, you know, it's presented by an older dude. It's very academic. I'm like, who here would enjoy this other than people who like have degrees in music? Like, no one would actually get a lot out of it. Uh, and like, the, it, it, you have to find a middle ground. You need to. You can use that in-depth knowledge, but you must zoom out because that's where they are. Like, you're not bringing them. You're not. You're not. You haven't dug the hole, and you're having them jump down in the hole with you. You've dug down. You've discovered what's down there. Come back out and tell them about it. <sighs> That's, There's gold it's, down there. It's, it's, it's easier said than done. but Because oh, that's, that's also, it's hard. That's what we're asking for is actually hard because you need to know a lot and know a lot about what other people don't know in mm-hmm. order to communicate to them. Life is long and so what? Tough. Mm-hmm. I look hard in the face and I open wide. <laughs> <laughs> bars. No, bars. Also, sus. Not that, that's not how I roll. Anyway, but what I mean is like when you when you really understand something, and that something is that this art that we love and enjoy is lifelong. Mm-hmm. Everything. If it was easy, everybody would do it, and that's the problem. People stop asking questions, mm-hmm. and therefore they stop trying to become better communicators, better storytellers, better musicians better husbands better dogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> you i'm know? looking at you buddy stop yeah, yeah yeah stop eating stuff man Be throwing better. up on a bed strive but he you know he's doing good he's walking around he's not making noise dude i'm gonna have he's... him start watching uh david goggin videos stay Who's hard stay hard. hard look and that's why i love following people like joe like uh david um because they don't do things because they're easy. They do them mm-hmm. because they're fascinating. I do them because they're hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's true. And life isn't fulfilling when it's all easy. It's true. Like, uh, bringing it back in towards that college league. Why I think 
adapting things to get more social or just to be more practical for your daily life. And I think socializing is one of the most important things uh, you can do because that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your career. Very few of you, and if you're listening, you're probably not practicing enough to do are going to be in that solo career where you where you can just like get away with like not really talking to people. That's so rare. And like now that's, you know, now if you're a solo person, you're a personality. You got to really be able to communicate. Hillary Hunt is talking a lot. She's on Instagram. She's doing this. Yo-Yo Ma talks all the time. She didn't used to. Yeah. And like they've adapted. Yo-Yo Ma talks all the time. Um, I mean, like he could just go speak. He doesn't even have to play all the time. It's just, it's, and it's an impactful thing because he's learned how to communicate. Uh, and that's a big part of his portfolio. And you, you will not make it very far in the society without communicating unless you're like a, a genius. And even then, who's going to know if you don't tell him? The reason why is because we are a collaborative species. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we're the apex predators of the planet. And it's and the beauty of the internet age is that it really aggregates all of human knowledge in one place. And so if you say, let's take it for for instance, if you're like me, let's take me for instance. Mm-hmm. If you apex are predator, big big oh shallow's turning around. No, it's good. It's good. good. It's no, good, baby no, girl. We're not really apex. No, we're, we're good. We're good. So what, what's really important, oh, now he's coming. Uh, <laughs> what's really important is to be able to interface with other humans to collaborate where for me, in the case of me, I play viola. That's something I've done most of my life. It's mm-hmm. something I'm pretty used to doing and I'm pretty good at it, especially when you put a sheet of music in front of me. What I have trouble with is when you take the sheet of music away and they're like, what do you have to say? I'm like, what do you have to say? So it is in my interest to make relationships with people that know that, that 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 Mm -hmm. is their expertise, because then we can collaborate and get more stuff done together delegation. And in the process, I will learn how to do that with them. I will learn how to do the composition. I will learn how to construct things because I'm going to watch because mm-hmm. I'm going to ask questions. Same case in point here. It's like, wow, you play. How did you make that sound out of your instrument? And I'm like, oh, I just do this. So if you ever have a string player in, have them do this. And then they mm-hmm. learn how to level up their compositional process by working with musicians. Joaquim and Brahms had this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Joaquin taught Brahms how to write for strings way better. And that's why he later on became the Joker. Uh, uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and Johnny Cash. Nice. I mean, uh, it's from a Brahms. Well, I mean, when you when you play a violin on, as a soloist, you eventually do start trying to murder You You understand the Joker. It's yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's your life. Like, think of all the things if you weren't as outgoing talking to people, like think of how much you wouldn't have had access to do. You'd probably be in an orchestra, right? (laughs) But beyond even social media, all the gigs, almost everything I've ever gotten, not almost, let's say 95%, it's never been the resume. It's been so-and-so recommended you. Here's Here's the thing that I've been thinking about a lot because the the way it's worked for me has changed a lot over the past couple of years. A lot of people, they want to make friends because they want to be successful. And I think that's the wrong, the wrong way. way. You want, you want to meet people 
because you like people. Case in point, Jeremy. I was there to see a, a different friend perform. I saw him playing viola. I didn't know a damn thing about him. Goddamn like, thing. Goddamn thing about him. But he's learning, he's turning into like one of like my best friends because I like hit him up and was like, yo, you play viola? <laughs> and there you go. Like, yeah, and we and we just we just talked and we've hung out and he just invited me into a show tonight. So I'm gonna go see him perform a show. This is the point. You want to befriend people, not because they may have some value mm -hmm. down the road. You want to befriend people because life is short and it's 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 bad to ostracize the people that are on the spaceship with you. Mm -hmm. It's about trying to get to know other people that are into different things and celebrating them, celebrating the art. Because at the end of the day, we're musicians. We're wizards to most humans on the planet Earth, which feels great. Wizard. I know how it works, but they don't. Yeah. And that's why they it's pay like me we're money. Magicians. Yeah. <laughs> they pay me money. We're magicians to them, dude. So the fact that we're able to make these pieces of art and then you can go and consume them and that's a human that did that, it's so beautiful. The So beautiful. Tying directly into what you said, I 100% agree. Not, not even like a light bulb or light switch, but the moment, kind of the realization that I actually like people. <laughs> so I was pretty quiet before, but like, no, I like talking to the people. It's not... A business thing. That the business in your career is a side effect. And the only way that side effect really kicks in is if you're you're genuine, you actually care about them. Mm -hmm. You're providing value to them. My friends, I wanna help yeah. my friends. If I can if I if there's a way I can help them, it's not thinking about that benefit it might kick me. You know, getting towards virtue ideals. It's like, no, this is the this is the right thing to do. I want to help out that friend. That friend is in trouble. Let me pass on this gig. It's like, okay, these 10 could do it. Maybe one is a little better, but that person is in need right now. They need a gig. Mm -hmm. I hand it off to them. That's that's who gets. If I can't do something, I don't... It, I see this all the time in music with... Even some people I consider my friend. Like They'll turn down a gig and they don't pass it on. Mm -hmm. They're just like, no, no, I can't do it. And that's like a golden opportunity. Lost. Like there's a difference between maybe not entrusting some gigs, like maybe this one's like really high tier and you don't want to, maybe you don't want to recommend it to this, this person quite yet. You know, there, there are, there are situations like that where it's like risky. It's like, okay, like this is a top tier thing. I don't want to send in, you know, my student quite yet. Even then my teacher, that's what he would do. If mm -hmm. he couldn't play a gig, he'd think about it. He's like, do they really need the doctoral student? No. This is a great opportunity for the undergrad student. This is a stretch mm -hmm. for the master's. Oh, student. there's no pay. Let's yeah. go get my high school. Oh no, yeah, no pay. <laughs> high school. No, but he would hand off gigs that he could do that were within his ballpark, and and he would you know weigh his options. But he would never say no and then not give it off to somebody. Uh, and I see this in film all the time. Like my friends out here, but like, yeah, I saw this like movie thing, and I just you know just the money wasn't there, and and I'm like. I'm sitting there listening, I'm like, yeah, did you not recommend it to someone? Like, you know, it's like I'm sitting here, and even if I can't do it, I'd send it on to someone. When I, I, I just never turn down something without saying, hey, I Would can't you like help you. Would you like some find. recommendations? Yeah. yeah. Or even with that, it'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd have recommendations if you don't. Like that one gig I couldn't do. Yeah. I wasn't going to reply I, until I had 
recommendations. And I didn't even know anyone yet. I asked around, I put in mm-hmm. effort to find a re- recommendation mm-hmm. and they wound up taking it. They got mm-hmm. the gig. Mm-hmm. And you played with them a couple of weeks back. Yeah. I, I, but see, this is just like the whole gig economy. Yeah. I, th- I think what I preach to people is try to get out of the gig economy. Well, I'm, I'm saying like that that's like your go-into mindset, but I mean being genuine about it. Like I want to help them. It's not, hey, if I recommend this person, they're going to recommend me because you're going to be sitting around for a long time. Well, what I, what I really yeah. mean though is like when you're no longer in that gig economy – when you socialize with people, it's a, it's, you're not a part of that game. It comes to you. It comes to you. So you don't have to deal with, well, what I'm, no, that's not what I meant. So when you own your own, own business, you don't have to hang out with people you don't want to spend time with because they hire you. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. And I know some people who do that. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of this, that's just part of this game, which is really, May, I don't maybe see it's it more, never makes you go maybe far. Maybe it's more LA. Yeah, in LA saying, it's in particular. It's, it's very, it's very weird here in that way, where people will reach out to you because you're doing things. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. Here's what I want people to understand: if you work on yourself, if you continue to build skills for yourself, if you build things for yourself, you will no longer have to be beholden to a lot of these. Uh, you don't have to put up shackled. with the bullshit. You don't have to put up with BS. You don't have to take the gig for no money. You don't have to do this. And so, like, these these things that we're talking about kind of extend more from away from this whole gig economy where you have to do kind of some not, not very fun social mm-hmm. interactions to where when you're owning your own business and another person runs their own business and your two businesses can interact mm-hmm. and you can both bring each other and, value. And help each other. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Building and, strong roots. And for me, yeah, it's setting up being genuine about the people and something I had to like work at, not being genuine, being interested. I just realized more and more, I've been fortunate that I just really like people. I've always liked the hang way more What's than the like? gig. I don't know. It's kind of wild. I don't even know, like an emergence, I, I but used to, I love I used the hang. Like, I used to like people. I love the hang. I like I people. Like people. LA makes people. me like people a little less because of cars. <laughs> because like or the people because they're selfish <laughs> and the people it is different people are here. really they're kind of selfish out here like in it's, east coast yeah i never felt more. like that in new york no i'm i'm always wondering if it was location or just the industry because it's an east coast thing i think we're all we all own this space together mm-hmm. so we got to kind of work together he's like no this is my corner this is my block yeah. son uh. there's yeah it's but, but going i've always like in recent recent past it's like i enjoy the hang i like these meetups where i can go talk to people and if i go to a party the less i tried to make it businessy or networky always the better i feel because i'm making more actual friends and as a byproduct of that they are in fact then more likely to give me gigs if i go there i see this all the time someone walks up and I just watch it, and then they just jump in immediately to talking about the business and stuff. And and I know some friends; they'll come up and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, you need music for your film?" I I never open with that because they I, if they need it, they'll come to me. I I, I walk up and I'm like, uh, you know, so what? So what's taking up your time? You know, and that can be they can bring up their work. They can bring up. I just I'll use one of the icebreakers. I I want to hear them talk, and because I'm genuinely interested, I'm listening. I'm and then it just 
so happens if they ever like bring up something directly, I I never ask them for music because if they really need it and they're interested, they come back. So I'll go to an actual party to to hang out, a true party, not like a business connection. And I went to one just for an hour a couple weeks back for my friends. I'm doing their Instagram series, music for their Instagram series. And so it's only it's filmmakers in there. So it would be like a hotbed of business. I, I went because I actually like these people a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by talking to friends of the roommate, people I had no connection with. Yeah. So it's not even like they can vouch for me. We weren't even there for the same person. They, I just met. It felt like everyone I talked to was there for uh, my friend's roommate. And they all worked in that. And, you know, we'll have good conversations. I'm like, what are they doing? How's life? I'm like, oh, you're like stressed. Like, is it work? Oh, is it this? Like, oh, you've been sick? Whatever. And conversation, yeah, what movies they so like. I'm so bored with that conversation. Yeah, man. like just fast, no, but fast forward. But like we have yeah. like, oh, we have a good in-depth conversation. Yeah, I mind, yeah. I've been there for two hours. I really talked to like five people, but in-depth for minutes. Yeah. We step aside. I have a real conversation because I like that type of connection. That's what I like. And then at the end, they're like, hey, they're pulling up their phone, their business card. They're like, oh, like I'm working on a YouTube series. Do you want some music? I'm like, yeah, sure. Just like send me, we'll talk. It's not there. I didn't go there for that. And I've just realized like the, the less I go in there for business, for selfish reasons, other than selfish, I like conversation. Uh, and I like try to see how like how deep I can go with people on the like first interaction. Hey, baby, how, how deep should I how go? Deep. How, we talk how, how deep? We talk deep dish pizza. Yeah, you be talking how New York or Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> but Bro, anyways, yeah, like going so in there, and yeah. I had to. The problem is I didn't start like that. I had to actually work at that. It, it was easier because I like doing that. Mm-hmm. I like essentially <laughs> all my conversations are just the podcast. Going to, I went to one networking thing, and then we'll, we'll zoom into some of uh, your ideas. Uh, it was for a big company. It's one of the ones that I spent all my money on. They have the best sample instruments, and they're, they're the hip it company. And they did, I think they do a great job with PR and other stuff. So instead of doing like a like a keynote, like let's all sit down mm-hmm. and like here's our new product and come try out our product and stuff, they brought out the the founder out here, the CEO. Mm-hmm. And then we did a hike. We all hiked up to Griffith. So they got all these composers, people and producers who never see the sun ever. And they made them hike up Griffith. And then at the end, we, we, so we go up there, we have a little powwow, we all hike back down, we go to a bar, they pay for everything. And so you're all just hanging around. And the whole point of that is, for me, I think is, is you're bonding and it's good for their company because you, you wound up there having a good time. Mm-hmm. Not once did they talk about their product. It was just like, hey, we're here. We know you all like it. You sign, you're on our email list. They made us do something, movement. They took probably a lot of those people out of their comfort zone who've been in, somehow been in LA for years and never hiked up Griffith, which is like a, such a normal LA thing to do. And then they all made us go to a bar together afterwards, hang out, we talk. And I wound up talking to the people and it felt kind of businessy because you're kind of there for business. But I had some like really meaningful interactions with people there who I never would have bumped into. And I wound up closing the bar. I was going to leave. Uh, and I wound up closing the bar down with two others. And one was like a socialist. And then one who grew up in Abu Dhabi, English, but like grew up in the Middle East for 12 years in this perspective. And we're like talking politics and whatever, barely anything about actual music for hours after it closes down. I leave, I leave around midnight. Mm-hmm. No one else is there. They turn the lights on. Like the <laughs> event is shut down, gone, and I'm sitting there talking with these two people. 
and just having a genuinely interesting conversation. That's old school shit. Yeah. Man. But that's, that's, that's real. I think, hmm, I think that's, it's, there's a fine line between being in a conversation or in a social interaction with your ideas in mind mm-hmm. already and your own uh, agenda. And I think most people operate that way. And I think people that, and I'm starting to realize that there's a level of empathy that builds over time in mm-hmm. your life where you, especially if you don't spend a lot of time with other people, you realize like, oh, I know what I'm about and I don't mm-hmm. care about what other people think. I want to see what other people want. And when you get to that point, that's that might when you be the really have, that that's, I think that's a really big mindset. And one thing that's reinforcing that is this improv comedy hmm. that I'm doing because I never really go, I don't, I've gone out and talked to people, talked shop and business And a lot of times I don't leave that conversation feeling good, feeling fulfilled. Like I learned something. I just feel like I just taught, I just heard people talk about themselves for Mm -hmm. a little while. And I think improv really gets you in a point where just talking with people is fun. Like you, it doesn't (laughs) you can literally just look at this orange, big ass neon water bottle and just make jokes for hours about it, right? I like this new butt plug you got going on here. Oh, the new bro. Under Armour? Dude, <laughs> apparently you can stretch your butthole for up to nine inches or something with well, four and a half, I guess, radii. It's like reverse birth. You can no, no, you, you can literally, you can, without damage. Like you can stretch, what? yeah, you can stretch it far. Oh yeah, God. bro. So like all, yeah. Yeah, so don't you can go put on this Reddit. Microphone with in there. You could podcast. Oh, I could easily put the. If I but if trained, you go too far, fistula. <laughs> you ever make that noise ASMR. when you're like, oh, God, this is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Papa. Yeah, that, I, can't, I, I didn't even mean to make that, but just like imagining spreading my cheeks nine inches, like not. That's a huge Diam- diameter. So four and a half radius. It's not as crazy as you think, but oh, okay. still, yeah, that's still quite the circum it's, circumference. You can you know? fit a couple K cups in there, bro. You can put some beads in there. You can put some- <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you can put head in speaking there. of socialization, uh, yeah, 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 socialism. That's the <laughs> socialism. Oh, socialism. So- socialism. New definition. Socializing is what makes the world go round and. I'm learning how to do it every day, Mm -hmm. but I'm now starting to see different levels where I kind of have to come down from where I've ascended to like converse with people because they just don't have the awareness to even ask me, yo, so what did you think about that? That's a good point. I think it gets worse here. It's it's tough because I feel like being here and just getting older and finding my interest and doing things like this podcast where I'm, Getting you know, better on, at talking. On weekly, uh, yeah, and like I've talked about, I've been practicing. I worked at it because I was was not good at it. I'm always just stuck in my thoughts. And now being genuinely interested, realizing that one of the things I do when I think about my music, my music's about people. It's about stories. It uh, always involves people to some degree. And like that's what I like, which is odd as someone who's really introverted, uh, who's just a little loser, who just realizes that, oh, like I actually like people. And my favorite part about music is the people involved. It's not actually even the music. 
it's like, oh, I like that person and I want to feel about it and kind of actually coming to terms that some people aren't going to be like that or aren't interested in opening up to that degree. Uh, no, just not ready. Is actually, yeah, a value or it's like that's that's not them. It, it's always a mistake on my part to assume that other, you know, we just assume everyone's kind of like us and how our brains all work. You know, whenever someone does something I, I don't bad, mean to assume. What yeah. I mean is I think like the apex I'm not of, saying you, you were. It's like empathy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but yeah. for me, whenever there. someone does something bad and you're like, how could anyone do that? Like, like oh, throwing trash yeah. on the road. I'm like, who could ever do that? When there's a trash can right there, and there's trash around the trash can, yeah. the bushes where my dog's at. You couldn't make it to the trash can. That didn't blow out of the trash can. Like you, yeah. you saw a trash can and you were too lazy. Like I'm like, I can't imagine why you do It's that. a lack of pride. It shows yeah. a lot of things. What, for one thing, and New York's not a good example, but I was just spending <laughs> it's a, it's time. A trash pit. I was spending time in uh, Gilbert, Arizona. Not a single speck of trash on the highways, on the sides, on the sidewalks, on the streets. Everything's immaculate. But it's it's a it was a community of like some religious people, mm-hmm. and they care about their community. They care about like I think it's just like when you don't really and this happens in cities where everybody's homogenized. It becomes like, harder it's not to my care about you exactly. Or it's like oh, it's dirty. I don't owe these people anything. Like I feel bad. I won't pick up all the trash. I'll try if I'm like okay, that's dangerous for my my dog. But I'm still like selfish in that aspect. If I see a mess. And if I can't, I didn't make that. Yeah, if I can't easily do something about it, Mm -hmm. you know, then I live like that in my house with my roommates. It's different because I don't own the house, but I I'm catching myself. Yeah, I didn't make that mess, so I'm not gonna clean it up. I need to make that dish dirty. But I live here. Yeah, I this is my house too. Like this is like my living space. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for it, and now I'm starting to like think, okay. Since I'm the only one who's in the house most of the time, I probably need to be the maid. But it's the and same like clean up for and stuff. And know? plus, like, so in a relationship, so me and Amy living here, it's a very similar thing. Like coming to terms, with like, okay, well, you're at work during the day most, and I'm mostly here, and like, I'm just less messy because my my like procrastination is to like organize and clean things. Like that's my procrastination. So when so when my place looks clean, that means I'm not doing something. Uh, but cluttered house, cluttered mind. Yeah, what? A, yeah, but also like clean apartment. Trevor's procrastinating. Is the <laughs> Look, but because because yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do any work until like it's. But you'll do. Clean. You'll procrastinate it. You'll. I find it something else. But at least it's a else. it's a healthy procrastination. It's healthy. Yeah, it could yeah, yeah. be worse. Um, and you don't have to be productive every second of yeah, your life, Trevor. But I think that's a one of the pathologies. It's true. We're I, yeah, we could even continuing on. It's another. Uh, yeah. Good, good point to to dive deeper in. But uh, as an example, I you know you have these things like there's a dish out there, and it's not like we have a ton of dishes, uh, and still you know it's like oh I didn't actually use that pan or I did the dishes twice last week and it should have been your turn like like these like little things that just like living with someone even up close and personal. So it's not like a random person throwing out the trash like you know that person you lived with them, <laughs> you know you know what what they do and you see them and like these the dumbest things build up and then. Kind of some aha moments. It's just like, wait a minute, is this a big deal? No. Can I actually do something about it? Yes. Like I can just clean the dish. I, you probably waste more energy getting angry about the thing than just doing the thing. And 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 like it's like, oh well, they need to know and to like teach a lesson. It seems logical, but that's not really how it works. For instance, you're like I'd be in the basement. My mom would be like, 
She'd yell out in the basement, like, God, pick up the sock. Come up here and will you just like pick up your pick up your sock? There's a sock in the thing. Be like, oh, and more more energy would be expounded, being like yelling at me to pick up the spot, me yelling back at the basement, me coming up, walking in there, picking up the sock while she walks in there, watches me pick up the sock. Um, like, yeah, you need to learn habits, but yeah, that's not th- that's probably it's a waste of energy for both. It's different when you're speaking. a kid because you have to show what's well, acceptable, to- what's not. But I think I like that's a great example. But it's one of those where it's like so much energy is put into. But uh, that's energy of raising a kid. Yeah. Well, a different. So think of like a lot of governmental services. Think of how much energy is expounded to regulate government services. More money. Uh, I don't have any, the numbers on this, but probably more money, more energy is put to like regulate and evaluate like government, like Medicare, Medicaid and all these any service, virtually any service, thinking of drug testing, unemployment, like how complicated that system is, vastly outweighs like the fraud that would happen. Like for for every dollar you might pay out in unemployment, we can probably, we'll dig around and find these numbers. But I'm sure more than the actual cost of the program is spent regulating and checking it to make sure that dollar was spent well. Like sometimes there's, there's, there's barriers to oversight and it's kind of in a simpler way where energy is expounded poorly. It's not, it's not met. It's not met. It's like, okay, even halfway. It's like, okay, like if one out of every hundred people is like ripping off unemployment or like, oh, like they're Ubering on, they're doing something on the side or like maybe they make a little too much money, but you're spending 200 people's worth of money to catch that one person. Was that a good use? Of, of no, I, of I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're I'd saying. I'd say no. I see what you're you saying. You shouldn't be drug testing all these poor people. Um, oh, like I, I think I think it's a little bit yeah. more nuanced. Uh, well, I think that is the nuance, though. Continue. I'm trying. There were so many examples thrown at yeah. me. I was trying to find which one that I kind of had a a thought about. I think going back, at least when list, living with other people, mm-hmm. and interfacing with other people in your life, uh, especially with the example of a a home. I say that it's important, especially in a relationship, whether it's roommate, to at least let your, the way that you would like to be lived around, no. Let it known. Let it be known. And if you never have that conversation, then yeah, I understand how people uh, can have arguments about like, mm-hmm. you didn't clean this up. You didn't. But if you let it know, like, look, I like a, an immaculate kitchen mm-hmm. and you let it known. Then when you send a passive aggressive picture of the kitchen being <laughs> dirty, you understand where that's coming from. Yeah. And you know, that's a good oh, point. Let you don't let do it build up. You don't let it build up. And I think we all need to understand how to, relate to other people. Mm-hmm. The the thing about it is like, we are so diverse as humans. There are so many personality types. If you don't tell people how you need to treat them mm-hmm. and then they get mad at you, it's, it's kind of, you got to let people know how to treat you mm-hmm. because it's not because they hate you. But if, if like you're the type of person, if you're in a relationship, just for example, that needs to be texted every day. Mm-hmm. You need to, to let known. that be known. So then I know to do that because I've dated plenty of girls that if you text every day, that's needy. Like, but ooh, but he others, can't be like, alone. then it's like, but like, oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. want, he doesn't care about what's going on. So that's what I'm saying. Like in order to interface with people and when you start getting closer to people, 
it's important to drop hints and like let them know how you want to be treated because this is how you avoid moments of duress mm-hmm. on the people around you when you're not intending to hurt them. Like, I just got a text from my brother today. He's like, you can call me anytime. That tells me that he wants me to call him more. Yeah. So I need to, I need to do that. That's not a, just like, because if, if you take it at the face value, that's a good point. If you take it at face value, it's like, okay, oh, okay, great. Course, I can call him anytime. But and then you, you need don't. to look, you yeah. need to, why do people say, see, this is why I love studying film mm-hmm. and love studying storytelling because there's no, in a good story, in a really good story, there's no piece of dialogue that is left that is just said for no reason. Mm-hmm. Everything has a purpose. And in your life, you need to look at your life like a movie. People tell you things for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like the reason- And even it, if the reason is distracting from another reason. A, a, a case example, if it's somebody the that Tarantino you're on- Tarantino movie, yeah. Well, no, what I mean is like if we're, <laughs> on a, uh, if we're on a bus and you're talking small talk with somebody and they some, say something stupid or nonsensical, that tells you they are they are uncomfortable with silence. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to just say anything that came to mind to keep the conversation going. It's not that they're stupid. It's not that they're this or they're that. That could also be a factor, but, <laughs> you know. They very but, well could be stupid. But everybody, people tell you things for reasons and mm-hmm. they may be subconscious reasons, but if you, are able to kind of start looking into that and understand, like just asking the question, why did they say that to me? Mm-hmm. You know, why did this person come to my party at 11.30 p.m. when it started at seven and then the whole time they're talking about their business? Mm-hmm. Why did they, why did they come here? Like yeah, we why met did they do once, that? Why, why are they here? And then, and then- And that's gonna be different depending on the person in the context. Who sh- yeah. And then, and the, or people who showed up like at a different time and they didn't once ask about work. They were like, how are you feeling, man? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And then you're sitting here, you're talking about like this thing you did at the grocery store. And then the, you know, just real life stuff. When you talk to people about real life I stuff. I always try not, to meet, yeah. I'm always just you trying want to, to meet them. meet them in the middle. Uh, yeah, at their playing field. And that's at least for me, like what I try to enjoy in people can see out their conversation. I try to see how long I can go without ever talking about music once. And that's huge. And it's like, the, for me, it's like a fun game because yes. think of how much over a day, that's like, that's my job. And I want to meet them. I want to talk to them about tech or like, oh, so you work at this startup. Uh, here's a couple jokes. Like going in there and just fall and I want to know more about them. And, but that's also, I have to, that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that challenge of just, I don't want to talk about me, but I am very, I am comfortable talking about me. I, I make it somewhat of a mystery when I do. I slow reveal things because I'm not just like, oh, here's the resume. Oh, the resume the is not interest, interesting. Dude, speak softly and carry, carry a, big a big stick. Dude, never talk about your moves. I only talk about you, mm-hmm. talk them to, you, to, to them about, talk about them to you. Jeez, that was hard to think about. Dude, he's got that big stick. Bro, it's in the, look, it's in the mouth. I have trouble talking about myself, but I've also learn to utilize that as a strength because you'll see which people really care mm-hmm. about you or people care about your accomplishments. It's so true. So even being at that party, your party, yep. birthday, like slowly, yep. like I will never open up like, oh, where'd y'all meet? Oh, we're friends from New York. Mm-hmm. Like I was slower. They have to pry mm-hmm. out Juilliard out of me mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to say it because when you're in musician circles, 
then suddenly, do their face always changes. They'll be like, ooh, fancy or something. They'll say, yeah. oh, and so I always make a, I know they're going to be weird about it, uncomfortable, even though they shouldn't be because it's just another school. Yeah. Um, but they'll say something, and I'll be like, oh, I'll be like, yeah, I want to, I was like, yeah, it's like fancy school. I'll like make a joke about it. I'll try to like offload some of weird school pressures. Same thing if you, you'd go to like a Harvard or a Yale. Like you, you can't say that without sounding like a snooty. It's just impossible. It's physically mm-hmm. impossible to say Harvard without sounding like a, a snooty. Snooty, 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 snooty. Same with Julia. It's just even the name sounds snooty. Julia. The Julia. It's good. Julia. It's Welcome good. to the Julia. Well, that's but, why we went there. Though. We I wanted wanna, to have that yeah, brand. I went there yeah. for it, and like mm-hmm. that brand helps in some degrees, and it's even a good conversation because people want to talk about it. But I don't ever want to start it from there because no. it clouds conversations. I was like, they have to pry it out of me. And Amy asked me about this. She's like, when I introduced myself, it's like, oh, I, I do music, mm-hmm. and she wisely was like, well, why do you always say? You do music because it's so vague. And I'm like, that's why I do it, because I'm looking for a longer conversation. I'm not doing the I'm not doing the business intro where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm here, I'm a composer and I do this, 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 this. I want to have an actual conversation. So they kind of what I do to other people, I'm having them do to me. They have to, they have to they're gonna work for it. Mm-hmm. And from that, I can guide the conversation, the balls in my court, to to something that might be useful or interesting to them. Like I'm not telling everyone about bassoon because that might not be useful or interesting if they lead the conversation that way sure but well, i try to adapt to them i want to bring my conversation to their field still i'm the away team well that's the hardest part remember we're going back to the sovereignty of the knower if mm-hmm. all you do all day is think about yourself and you don't do activities that require you to think about other people if you're always thinking about yourself you'll go into conversations and interactions point. in that way too because you just don't know when to shut it off I think maybe growing up, I was probably like really, and still to some degree, just noticed how like selfish. Yeah, and that's like okay. Very selfish. I'm very human, but like, I'm like, it's, it's all, your story. It was always it's your down. It's my it's story. Body. But yeah, to like realize, like, okay, these aren't NPCs floating around here. These are these are real people. They're all. That's the thing. They, yeah, people. People, are, yeah. I will think about people like that though. There'll be people, walk up. No, I'll walk up and, and, and dude, dude who's like itching in the middle of the street without a shirt on and 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 is Grand like theft out. I pull people bro, out of cars, throw them on the street. Bro, that's an NPC. Car. That's an NPC. I need to make sure. Uh, but see, this is this is kind of like what I've kind of gotten to the point of is like which people are people that I want to be surrounded by. Which people have like choosing. I'm I'm very discerning and I, I do have a much stronger filter on people that I will tell things mm-hmm. about me and my life or how I feel. I, I, I It's important to also have that shield up because there will be people that will go and tell your business. Well, plus, because you have a, and the, out here, I think it's worse, but oh, since you man. have more of a public persona, yeah, you kind of ha- you have to shield something. But I never had to do that before because here's the deal. Nobody gave a fuck about me. Yeah, that's a great Five years ago, nobody gave a flying fuck about me. They were like, oh, you're that that hashtag kid. Ha ha ha. Or oh, that you make weird videos on. But you were one of the first yeah. people that wanted to be in a video. I asked you to be in a video. And I, was I knew like, it was sure. it was scary for me. That was mm-hmm. the scariest thing I ever did. And now it's like one of my biggest videos. Man. But you were there on day one when I made my second YouTube video ever. And I know I did because we hadn't really interacted much. Not much. Just because I was in the dorm. Yeah. And while I talked to a lot of people, I was still in that transition phase of hanging mm-hmm. out with people. And since I was just one year older, I, you know, I'm out the door in a year. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and, um, 
And we we did we we never had a class together. No, we never, never had, had a class, class together because of career but, service stuff. Met you about around career service stuff and through John Hong, yeah, just similar our, circles. Our, Josh yeah, Sardinia. So like yep. John, John and Josh are great examples because yeah, um, that's why they, I love them. When I think about them, they were actually they were never those aren't music connections or people like when I think of Julia, like friends of who people who I had friends who were there mm-hmm. and friends afterwards. They're friends. Yeah, they were never business. I don't yeah. think we've ever done with either of them. I've never, I've literally never done one business thing. I've never played a gig with them. I've never done anything with them. They haven't yeah. been commissioned a piece, yeah. whatever. Like, and I don't want that. It's, they were isolated. We'd go out and do friend stuff and not talk about music. Oh, yeah. I watched the presidential debates with them. Did, were you we'll go to the Daily. I was. I went to Daily Show with them. Yeah, like, yeah, and like just, just like go was, do So I always, and it's like weird. Get it's, donuts. They're from, <laughs> they from Juilliard, but the first kind of like, not a byproduct of me living with them, taking a class, being around there, like friends. We and we hung out much more after school. Yeah, I remember going to uh, I can't remember the name of it, but um, like Catalina or something like just down in the West Village and having Mexican food right after I graduated, yeah. almost immediately after. And so they're finishing up, and we hung out then, and then you know that started becoming like a tradition, and we'd go out and go out and eat with them, and it's like oh, this is what friendship is in this stage of our life. Mm-hmm. Like they're in the field, but. I, I view them truly as like kind of the first obvious friends, no connection whatsoever, even though we're in mutual fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still talk to them, you know. I but, I want to do more parties, man. I know, but I was bad about, I was still bad about going to parties, but they're, I'm just realizing that like, I hate them and I like, I, I love people, which is why I like doing it. I don't like the environments. I don't like being out too late. Just, just go I, practice talking, man. Like I think why. the biggest thing, that you need to develop is your, and this is the takeaway, mm-hmm. develop your ability to interface with other human beings and leave an interaction with people feeling, because people will never remember what you said. They don't give a fuck about your business or what you're gonna do no. or, or your plans. They're gonna remember how you made them feel. And if you made them feel like you were selling them on yourself, that's not what you, you just wanna go out and make friends. and have these fun inside jokes with people that happen to be yeah, musicians. Yeah, and they just- So they make the gig more And fun. even if they're not, it's like, if you left some impact that, I mean, it feels good. It's it's weird being, a, I've never experienced this in New York, but finally like in LA, some people after our random conversations, mm-hmm. I don't think they were prepared for it because it was at this like company event, like something specifically like, hey, this is, you know, red flag, red flag, networking, networking, networking. Yeah. And then we closed down the bar, lights yeah. up you know, shut this place down. We walk out there and waiting for the Uber to come. I'm still talking to them. Yeah. And it's the first time uh, in several instances where they've like provided feedback. It feels like a, like a Google survey afterwards. They'll be like, they'll acknowledge like, wow, like you are real. They'll like compliment the conversation. And the same thing, yeah. I'd be like, wow, like you're really like knowledgeable, like on this something or like, wow. Like I it's, really it's, love that I've perspective. Never, it's never, it's, know? yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's just several instances here and I've never experienced that where someone after this, the, the, our, our conversation, our tangents, essentially our unrecorded podcast we just had. That's what I'm saying. But those are the and best they acknowledge it. And I remember those yeah. people and yeah. they, it was good enough for both of us that we acknowledge like, wow, I really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. And, and I love it. So I've been, I like now when I go to these things, I feel like a heat seeking missile. I'm, I, you know, I'm always going with the flow, but I look at who's not talking to anyone. 
and I try to find them. And I'm not a person. I'm not a Will Smith. I'm not. Be, be, ca- be I walk careful. in. I'm not a person. Be oh yeah, I'm gonna, they're gonna wear my skin. But, yeah, um, yeah, they may, they may not be talking. But to, people may may not be talking to them for a reason. Yeah. But, <laughs> I'm so kidding. I might be dead, but no. So I'm not no. like a Will Smith, like walk in the party. Like he, you know, he brings in everyone together. Like no, I'm, that's I'm not the life of the that's party. Hard to do. But I walk in there, and like now I look around. It's like okay, this is a, it's a film thing, film music thing, which means it's a sea of white dudes in leather jackets. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, someone here has to not be a white dude. Here's how you do, yeah. Go and ahead. so like yeah. then it's it's like okay, she's sitting alone. She's older. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sit down and then it turns out we have tons of musical connections. I go see her film screening later. Yeah. She runs, I haven't talked to this person in months. She runs up, recognizes me instantly, gives me a hug. Because need, we had a long, real conversation. You need to, it's hard when you when everybody's a stranger in the room, mm-hmm. but you need to want to leave that room knowing quite a few more people. Like, that's why I'm like going to be going to like, this show tonight like i want to meet more musicians like i want to be i want to feel like i'm in a community because guess what you the are. reason why you're unhappy is because you're not a part of a community you're, you're still surrounded by strangers mm-hmm. you know or the people that you're currently surrounded by make you feel like shit so you need to go find Very new true. people what helped me at least because i did, i mentioned a while back kind of like a number i've kind of erased that you know it's when I was going to NAM, it's like I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not leaving here until I've had five meaningful conversations. Yeah. But it is something like that. So that I go to that party recently, kind of like a Halloween party, yeah. um, with people I know. I barely talk to the ones I know. The reason I went there, my friends, because I love them. I'm gonna talk to them a bunch. I'm gonna have to after this pod's over. I gotta write some more music for them, um, and they're great. And I went there, and I'm talking to, not to their friends. I'm not waiting for an intro, even though they gave me an introduction. I'm talking to the roommates' friends who I've, I've mm-hmm. never even talked to, and we're having meaningful conversations and one after the other. So even though I'm there for two hours, I walked out, I was like, okay, I really met, I actually met four people. I didn't go shake hands, like, hey, I exist, like I'm around there. And I think a byproduct of that is if you're like a interesting person or you are around there, mm-hmm. it's that they spread it for you. They spread it for you. It's not the business card. It's like, wait, who was that? Or you're in their mind. It's not someone in passing. Like, hey, we're looking for a so-and-so. It's No. I mean, that's not how it's... I tried some of that here, where it's just kind of like shatter, you know, shotgun spread. Like, I'm going to go around and just say hey to everyone. I just want them to kind of recognize me. Like, maybe for the initial thing. But I'm just finding already that if I just go in and, like, try to actually make a friend try to actually have a real conversation. I'm not going to talk to them again. I'm not great at following up. Um, there are a lot of people in the world. Yeah. And that that's it's it's important to understand mm-hmm. that too. So when people don't reach out to you, it's not because they don't like you. It's because with the internet, we yeah. are also so connected to everybody yeah. now. Because I don't do it. So I, I, I can't feel bad. It's like, oh, hey, no, they didn't I reach don't out. Like, because... I, I, I don't. But I you don't. have to be proactive. Yeah. And that's that's the, that's the realization that I'm having with being an adult is like you have to be proactive. Yeah. You don't have school as a crutch. Mm-hmm. You don't have class as a crutch. You're not going to see them You're not going to see people. You're not going to see people all the time. Yeah. So, but that's why social media is both good and bad because like you do, it is like school. Like you get to follow people and see what they're no doing. No one disappears. But if you don't post, then you do disappear because mm-hmm. that's where everybody's paying attention. So it's finding a healthy balance. I have found that social media is no longer fun for me. It's no longer it's a business fulfilling. For you, right? It's a business, and it's no longer fulfilling, right? And so I 
am doing my best to actually make a real effort to go out and see people, to go out and talk to people off the platform because it's all sugar. That is not real. That again, that is that is Popeyes of social interaction. <laughs> it is so not substantive. You're not getting more healthy. Your soul isn't being fed mm-hmm. from that. It's a supplement. It is not the real food. And so now I realized that's why I was so depressed over the past few years. It's because at the end of the day, I was in my living room mm-hmm. all day editing video, commenting on my phone. It worked because in college, nobody there. I had one friend in college, mm-hmm. one friend. He was my best friend. Everybody else could take or leave me. Right. That's just the way life is. Right. That was lonely. And then when I moved to New York, I didn't have him. I had Josh. Mm. I had John. I had a, a few other people that I was de- beginning to develop, but I still didn't see him enough because I wasn't yeah, in school and anymore. Plus- yeah, and so, out of school, and it's hard, you know, like your friends get further apart, and then they start moving all over the place. And that's why I just can't. That's why I want to use social media as a reason. Use this this podcast as a reason to mm-hmm. see people and actually have because really isn't good it? I mean, like, yeah, from our outset, like I still just look so positive, yeah. positively upon this experience because it's doing something that we actually like. I like yeah. talking about, you know, if I could get paid to just talk about music oh, or about it. the career, I'd, I'd, do I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. Interacting with people. Uh, we we haven't had someone on we both actually really know. We've maybe, like, heard yeah. of. We haven't, yeah. yeah, like, we haven't had John on yet. To yeah, work. oh, my God. Um, he just moved. He's still back. unpacking. He, he reached out to me. Oh, hell He's still yeah. unpacking. But, like, an example, my, you know, my roommate, or, like, oh, I saw someone sort of gig. Let's get him yeah, on. Yeah, this and is my friend. We have great conversations. Thing. And yeah. they leave here saying that often. They're like, wow, that was interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. I was not I was not expecting us to go there. And, like, that's what I like. And so this is almost, like, when, when we're having guests on here, particularly ones who don't have any, like, specific upcoming thing. Like when we had Mindy on here and then Jeremy immediately after. So whatever those two back-to-back weeks are great examples of people. Templates for these conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is we got a mic on and a little dog licking our feet. Look, um, and it's that's valuable. I, and I think what's what I'm excited for what this podcast will be in five years, in mm-hmm. seven years. After we've built our networks mm-hmm. out here, we're still meeting people. There are so many people here. Yeah, this is only the first year in, and it's the first year sucked. It sucked. It sucked, but it's it sucks less because like I'll show up at a gig and I know a dude. Yeah, but I still feel bad because I'm like, we played a gig together a year ago. I don't know yeah. your name. And because of these, <laughs> when I had the mindset of like, you okay, know. when I came here, I was super depressed and sad, and I thought it was because oh, I'm not doing well. Some of it, I wasn't fulfilled by the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. I gave up all of my teaching positions, and that's actually what fulfilled me because yeah. my projects continued. It's not like those weren't that fulfilling. It's like, oh, it turned out I liked that teaching more than I even, even though I always loved it. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like it, it made me feel valuable because I was contributing to something. I loved those little kids. Yeah. I loved the college students. Yeah. I liked going in there because what is teaching if not just another type of conversation? And I was missing it. So I came here to sit in my room alone and work on projects and I hated it. I was like, I miss teaching. And so I, and I'm like, I miss the community. 
being in those institutions kept me connected to the community. And doing and shitty gigs is fun when yeah. it, when people are when you like the, when the when you know the people and you yeah. have like oh dude are you gonna put are you, you gonna put pocky sticks up your butt again? <laughs> ah, you know, Word, pocky like, sticks in the butt. But you know, it's a great yeah. and so I when we when we started creating this you know a couple months in it's like okay like it felt good because it at least brought in it's like you know it's a different it's a very different type of value than teaching at Juilliard mm-hmm. or, te- or teaching at, you know, fancy private schools and the New York Phil and all these other swanky, but it's very different having your own podcast, but to still have conversations uh, with people is, is the delight. It's, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what we're going for. And I think, you know, it just keeps dawning on me just more and more of just like, that's actually what I like. That's what fuels me is talking to people. I don't like going out. I don't like leaving or doing anything. I hate it. I'm very, my body's lazy, but I've just I've noticed like oh I want to go to that party it's not a business thing like I might have thought about it it's because I I this is what's fun going there I'm gonna go talk to some people mm-hmm. I'm gonna find out about them I think they're fascinating as humans like what makes them tick why are they putting up with this thing called life and then from that the byproduct so I go to these events now and I've just been around like what everyone says if you're just around and it's not like I've even done really any LA work with any of these people. I'm not actively going out trying to work for a com- another composer or doing all these super hustle things, going to every event. No. But when I go there, it's rare for me not to recognize someone who I haven't now had one of those meaningful conversations. And because I'm, I'm a weirdo, I remember what we always talk about. I, I'll never remember their name. No, that's real. That's, no, yeah. that's important. I, I never, no, that's important. I always, maybe everyone laughs. I, I will never remember their name, but I remember Every detail about what we talked about, particularly the inside jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were joking about fish hooking, fish fish hooks in Alaska, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk up to them. I'm going to talk about that story they told about their uncle in a bar in Alaska, and I'll say a joke about it. And they'll be Those like, mosquitoes, oh, yeah. right, bro? Yeah, like, just like stuff <laughs> yeah. like yeah, like yeah. It, like whatever it was. It's like I will I will remember the previous interactions. Like oh, I, I you know like last time we talked about your bike tour in India. I walk up there. I'll be like, so where you you know where are you traveling to next? And I'll say that. And it's just like, no, I listen. And I don't do that as just a business thing. That's what interests me. I find that that's super important. And I'm glad that you at least do that. But I, there, there is something, and I want to go on the record as saying, like, it's not good to remember to not remember people's names. Like mm-hmm. that that should be the number one thing that you work on. Oh, I had work to work on. on. I'm, I'm working on it still. But my grandfather, mm-hmm. rest in peace. Marshall Martin Luther King uh, during the civil rights mm-hmm. movement, he had acid thrown in his face. He had fire hoses turned on him. He had dogs sicked on him, beaten by the nightsticks, the whole nine yards, right? One thing that was so in, that I was in awe of, and my mom as well, was his ability to remember people's names and their family and the things they talked about vividly. Mm-hmm. That's what he devoted so much of his brain power to. And honestly, he made such an incredible life with that skill. Mm-hmm. And I think that social skills in the age of technology are undervalued. Honestly, because guess who's in power? The Silicon Valley nerds who don't know how to mm-hmm. talk to people. Mark Zuckerberg can't drink a glass of water without looking like he came from another planet. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. this is who now has power and they want you to be like them. Don't 
be like them. Be more like an artist, damn it. And be mm-hmm. interesting. And be more than interesting, be interested. There you and go. Other people. The, it's the driving force. For instance, with these names, yeah. like knowing their details, because I just realized I was bad at remembering it in the moment. And also I'm a really bad speller, so it makes it hard. Mm. But because I, I do the James Comey with some of these things, like now I'll like, I'll jot down some notes. I don't always need them, but particularly if I, oh, I went to like Nam. Jot down and, some notes, and like, James Comey. And so I James Comey, Comey. Like, conversations and I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that person's name. They said this, 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 this. And I can easily find them with that information, you know, have the, have the name down so next time like I'm prepared. It's just like, okay, like this is so-and-so. That's a little more businessy. Like that's when it's direct. Damn, we should have been the Taking Notes podcast the after taking, all. Yeah, I know. So I I, hey, I, I take note. Take but, note. But for, and that's when it's more businessy. Like, okay, they directly referenced a project. I, I just want to be able to find and just to really know that. Because I realize I was bad at names. Where it is very important uh, and where I actively worked at it and had, you know, research strategies uh, was teaching, particularly little kids. Oh my God. I spent dude. a lot of time to learn names and I would put in a very large amount of time. So like I would walk out of there day one. I know everyone's name. Didn't matter how many kids are in that room. And so I looked up strategies uh, on how to do it. Be- and why? Because for, particularly for young kids, you know, they're not quite interesting yet, even though they are, they're, they're fascinating. They but just don't know it. <laughs> they, they, they don't know it yet. But like, even though they're they're truly fascinating little humans and have a lot of value to offer. But for them, they go around to all these teachers and classes and people, and no one knows who they are. One of the few things they have is their name. And so, if they're gonna learn mine and like want to give me respect, I want to show them respect. And the easiest way to do it, besides kind of trusting them, uh, and like trusting their actions, is just to know their name. And so I would go in there, and one thing I'd have them do, I'd go around the classroom. I even did this in college. I would never read the names off the list to like learn roll call. i have them tell me their name. I'd go person by person, and it'd be like, tell me your name. And I looked up on it because there's research on it. Like, you're just more likely to remember if someone else tells you their name oh, than to go down a list. And so I, I tried it out the last two years or so of, you know, the first class, and it worked. If they would tell me their names, and then maybe I'd write it down, like, uh, yeah, they tell me it and I'd write it down. And just like the act of them telling me their name would help would help me remember it more than just going down the list. Okay, who's Keith? Hi, Keith. Nice to meet you. And so I would in- I would have them tell me their name. I'd write it down and I'd introduce myself to them. And so mm-hmm. I would do this for all 18 kicks or whatever. You know, hi, I'm Keith, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hi, I'm Trevor. Nice to meet you. What Next person. Hi, blah, blah. And so someone might laugh like, well, doesn't that take like 15 minutes to your first class? Yes. But that 15 minutes is more valuable. I'm going to go through the rest of the class. I'm not going to get confused. Like, oh, which kid actually was that? Uh, yeah. Like, and when they're cutting and, up, and it's be respect. Like, Keith. Yeah. Keith. Because it matters. It's not this. like, hey, you, you know, number 47. It's like, no, Charlie, cut the bullshit. Don't you be fucking with me, Charlie. Keith, I thought we had a deal, bro. I got some Jolly Ranchers in my desk, man. But you said <laughs> you would, you said you'd pay attention. You said I mean, you wouldn't talk. Keith, come in here. Watch me eat this Jolly Rancher. This is this this is mine now. You can earn it back, but you need this behave. This is one of the blue ones too. Have <laughs> some self control before you but, lose everything after I give you this sugar. <laughs> it's, true. it's a thing of yeah. re- respect and just like the details, like knowing things about people and hearing about you know, like your grandfather's a great example of what helps drive him to be a person of value or of interest or of to anything was besides. He was obviously very interesting and interested, but 
caring about the community. I mean, and that that will that does come. Like we've talked about other people, people who are, who are become powerful, like that. Also, there's like there are negatives to side that can affect family, that can affect this other thing. But like, still, like to make impact, how we was able to do that was knowing people, respecting people, contributing, realizing the value of community. Bro, I, I this whole conversation has inspired me because I I once said. Probably not on the air, but and off the record. But I was like, I'm never, even though I'm a rapper now, like I ain't gonna get a piece. I'm not gonna get a piece. I'm not gonna get a chain. I'm a, I'm a free black man. I don't wear chains. Mm -hmm. But now I really want to get a chain and a Jesus piece in the the, the style. But like have my name encrusted in diamonds. That way, that's hard. It's 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 way better than wearing a name tag. But then people will never feel uncomfortable not knowing my name. They it'll be right there, right on my chest. I thought about finally. I mean, kind of similar, but yet the opposite. I've been thinking more about like the value of like what Bad Sex talked about, like a stage, like a persona. Oh yeah, yeah to put something well, I got else. T- into. People call me because you because you t- yeah. you got a TV like you have yeah, a platform you could do that, yeah. and it's kind of like a new type of freedom. I've thought about it. It's like oh, because it could be something. It'll always be me. I'm not a a character, but just like an extension that people I could like know TVK load, so I can like load things on yeah um, things that are that are that have nothing yeah. to do with and you. i was thinking just like, you, but yeah you can like be that persona you know i was thinking just like i'm so pale like what if i just like always wore like a super a white ass suit like that was like my thing just like mm-hmm. the white suit a calling yeah calling and then i would look like it'd be like fucking angel gabriel like walking down the street like oh it'd be like either like, a light reflects on my pale skin and oh no you're like too. yeah i was editing some of these i look like morgan friedman on a uh, bruce almighty just i was walking down just, no, oh yeah you no, edit my photos I, you have I was, to like contrast editing. I was like, holy shit, this is a white man. Uh, just, yeah, this is, <laughs> he is bright. Stop, refl- that white man is I dangerous. Have to, I, have to, like- <laughs> I have to shut off all of the highlights just so we can get some definition. That po- Pocahontas, that white oh, man yeah, is yeah. dangerous. Just, uh, but it's, I, was, I have to down the exposure by half a stop just, and then just like. <laughs> he has to dim the, everyone has to oh. dim the lights in the apartment, turn the lights off. Everybody, and then it's, it's funny because I'm like dark. So like I have to like. Sometimes masks some uh, <laughs> some shit back on me, so I show up. <laughs> but no, these photos can These photos are coming out these good, man. Hey, I think I'm a photographer, dude. You look, dude, this look good. I like think I'm frame. a photographer. I got hired to do uh, photography for Mindy's boss, actually, but then oh. they couldn't do it. Oh, but that was like my second photography gig in 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 a year, which is huge. Yeah. That's something. I mean, like think, because think about all the new, like the new stuff that's branched out from this, and because because everyone will ask, be like, oh, like so and so, they see like the blue check mark, and so they'll assume. Like now, we kind of like not realize, like, oh, that's oh, shit, not no, as that easy. That was not my second. I but, Marriott. That yeah, was so like like that's a great like ads, like now it's bro. finally like segueing into something. Have but you seen I the remind ads? how yeah, I've seen your ads. They've bro. posted my. They ad, put your bro. stuff around. They put my shit up. Like dude, the music community is talking. They're they, they they are they're talking about it. they're just like who is this I'm like dude that's big that's big oh wow wait how can you say are there I have to dig up so I yeah. saw it for the first time I didn't message yeah so there's like some like underground music communities uh huh and of course you know what's gonna come they're gonna be like what? what is this deal because they probably have no idea that you're like a legit musician that I'm a legit yeah, they yeah, probably yeah, like yeah. who's who's this like random model practicing on a bed and honestly so they're gonna, yeah, no, 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 they're gonna like, why you. where's your stand. 
They're going to rag. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there was some like content. ragging, but nothing was like. No, give me the right. No, I want to make yeah. a video on it. Yeah. No, I want to. Good. This is huge. This is huge. No, I yeah. want I want the shittiest comments. Because I, I was going to bring it up even today. And because I'm sure someone in some of these groups are on here. But it was not. Oh, it was also funny. See, you never see this. Defenders. Because uh-huh. someone posted the photo. Yeah. What do we think about this or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just I like, and I'm that. like, you know, a creepy bystander. I know that. Dude. No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's a hack. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I oh yeah, I start commenting like, what a troll. What a troll. Ha, huh? look, his bow, look at that bow look hand that though. Bow it sucks. But it was neat seeing a debate about someone I do. And like, like, oh that. my God, please, Trevor, please, I'll dig it up. for me. I'll try I, to dig it up. I don't pay attention to social media yeah. anymore. And this is Facebook, so it's a dumpster fire. I know. Yes, please. Yeah. I, I love dropping bombs and then walking away. But That's my favorite thing to do. It's funny seeing it up close because I see Amy and like, she deals in advertising and marketing uh-huh. for like big you know, these big name people and like to know them and what goes into it and the pros and cons of, of any of any advertising. And then so I see like, this is funny. It's like, oh my God, like someone I directly know and then other people I know like commenting about it. And it's kind of just funny to, it makes me remember my reactions. Like if I ever make fun of something, like, wait a minute. You, you, when you see in an ad and it's, it's, it's a, ba- like a it's random about, model. Well, it's, a, it's a ballerina. It's just like, oh, it's a model who has nothing about dancing in there. But for some instances, like I'm sure... Some of these people are just assuming like, oh, that's not a musician because Marriott wouldn't pay her. (laughs) So they have no idea. Because it's never been done before. Yeah. It's never been, you don't, you haven't really had classical musicians building themselves as lifestyle And so that was, it was funny seeing defense. And I wanted to like chime in just to, because I was like, oh, do a good. And they also thought I was a model. Yeah. Bro. Did I tell you? I texted you about this, but I was walking on my way to the UCB yeah, diversity interview. Yeah, you told me. This older, this older gentleman walks up to me and he's like, uh... Excuse me, sir. I'm so sorry to bother you, but uh, do you do any modeling? And, you're and like, I was like, I'm a comedian. He's yeah. like, what? See, hold on. What? Okay. Scale, scale from one to, what would you rate your face? And I was like, I would give myself maybe a six. And he's like, bruh, be honest. I was like, first of all, I didn't know if he was trying to get in my pants mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know his, this dude's motivation for stopping me on the street. Yeah. That's also something in LA that's so real. You do get stopped on the streets. And it never happens. And, 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 and those stories you hear about Hollywood people, they got discovered. Like some random agent just saw them hanging out, being themselves. Like, it's starting to make sense. The, it makes sense because people in LA just stop you out of nowhere. Because they assume weird. if you're here, you're in the industry. Yeah, you're in the industry. So he's like... Here's my card. Please be in touch. I want to get you some work. That's hilarious. Modeling work. Bro, I meant to make a playground. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd make think a business. I like, want to like take pictures of me for money. But, it's, it's but hila- it was hilarious seeing that because I was just, you know, I was like. A, so crazy. I was a creeper like eating pop, you know. Like, yeah, you're I'm just. Like oh, you're the Michael name. Jackson I'm the Michael, gift. I'm, I'm just sitting there. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, like, what are the, what, I'm like, what are these people say? Because I know them from that community. And then to see them so interact fun. with someone else. Oh my but God. But I was like, you know, I would have kind of be like, you guys don't understand marketing, first of all, because what would be least for anything in reality? Mm-hmm. That's not how marketing works. We don't want reality in marketing. Like, no one wants to picture of you sitting on the music stand and papers on your music stand in a hotel. That's lame as fuck. Like, no, no, no. Like, that's not, Mary, I would hate that and yeah. you'd hate that. Like, we don't yeah. want to see that. You want to be It's baller. okay to have some flair. It's like, think of the headshots when someone throws up music in the air. But what it's flair, a Trevor? Mm-hmm. I go to the gym and I wear t-shirts with no logos on them and regular ass chinos. Mm-hmm. What what <laughs> about that is flair? I haven't even started flexing on people yet. 
I still have no money. When I have money and I start flexing, then you'll understand, bro. <laughs> like this, anybody. What I'm trying name. to what I'm trying to express is anybody can do this. Anybody. I am nobody. I, I am nobody. It, there's so many. Yeah, I don't. We never had this discussion on the pod, but it's it's another like fascinating thing about not even self image, but just the allure of celebrity, and it's just pretty. Not unique, but strongly American thing, and that we've yeah. now exported to other cultures. Yep. And you have to really look. A lot of these celebrities just aren't any more or less attractive than anyone else. But it's yep. it's the allure of what they do, what they know, and it, it, cl- it will cloud skill. the judgment. Mm-hmm. It'll cloud mm-hmm. the judgment. Like mm-hmm. you like it's like oh I like love so and so. If you think about it, I'm just purely like attractive or any other metric you can do, they're barely different. It's because of Celebrity, the appeal, you know them, you've seen them. And compared to a lot of these, think of how much work you'd have to do in these posts or these Instagram models. Like, you know, a lot of effort goes in there. They have to hit the gym. They have to be doing, they have have to to do all this. And then there's lighting. They got to get cameras. So it makes sense. Like looking at this, like now we know a lot of that is, is manufactured. Of course it is. And it, and because that's, you know, what it's appealing. That's what we're designed to look at. I want to in bed eating Popeyes every single night of my goddamn really life. I want, I want Popeyes. Scroll, just scrolling. But no, I have to have discipline and go to bed early. I have to resist my sugar urges. I have to do all mm-hmm. this other stuff. So I just have like a decent looking frame. Yeah, and it's, you know, and like these things discipline. matter. So people- yeah. Or get yeah, get upset. It's like, of course, we can never use those as the things to compare ourselves to. And so, even beyond looks, but even in career, it's like think of for these actors, like their body is their job, their look is part yeah. of their job, their skills are part of that job. So when you see celebrity looking great at forty or whatever in tip top shape, it's like, well, of course, because Mark that Wahlberg is the job. Is a great they, example. They have. It's like yeah. they they do it, and like think of how much effort the like, teams make that happen when you're that celebrity. They everyone they have a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. They have makeup yep, teams. Who keeps artists, them in, they have in people fashion who come in there. They have stylists. Apparently if someone follows around the rock and his job is to feed the rock his food. And like not in like a bougie thing. He's, no, it's he's it's like a diet. Yeah. It's not even like a business like oh, I'm too busy to like know what to feed myself. He's like for his restraint to stay like his strong in his frame and his business is there some guy walking around with meal prep food because it's pre-measured? It's it's a business. Yeah. He understands like he's oh, an I engine. Can't. Yeah, he's, he's an like, engine. He's like I can't. And he's he's got to gas up. He's yeah. He's got to gas up, and he needs someone. That team is there to restrain him from getting away from that. Yeah, because it's hard. Value. Yeah, because it's hard. Yeah, sugar is awesome. He still dude. has to work out every day. That's you know, there's no, he, he you pumps. can't science he, that away. You can't. Be that big and not be getting yeah. after it all yeah. the time. You will just lose muscle and mass. You know, that's like, why he people- has to go away to a warehouse he bought that's just his workout place, and they gotta keep, you gotta build it in your. They gotta thing. keep track of it, and yeah. like that's exhausting. It, mm-hmm. And my um, my point is like you could take li- literally anyone could look amazing and look great and like that, so but work. it takes work. It's it's to not feel bad. It's like of course you don't. You don't have a team. You don't have a team. You're one you person. You're one person. You can't do that. There are things you can do. I needed do. to hear that, Trevor. Yeah. There are things you can do, but when we look at these Instagram people, either we need to remind ourselves of what you went through to get even to what you had. If you if that time was put in just exercising, you'd look just like them. Oh, but you bro. built something else. Yeah, man. Think just of practicing. If it was done, if that editing. was put in towards 
anything else, you would be just as good. I'd as be it. so much better if Yola if I didn't yeah. do this social media. Yeah, bullshit. you. Would, it's the same. I think about comedy. If I didn't do any of these other things, I'd be a much better composer. But one, I'm like fine with that. But it it is hard to like look at people. You'll keep getting better. Yeah, we, we'll keep improving. But it's it is it's like how you use your time. It's like okay, of course I don't have a six pack because I don't put in the time to do that, and I can't expect one without putting the time. And those that do have put in the time. Composers like Mahler and they haven't done something else. Would have a house in yeah. the middle of nowhere just so they could compose. Mm-hmm. John Coltrane would have would lock himself up in the. The attic. A lot of composers it, now, um, like though I can't remember. I think it's Nico Muli. He'll he'll um, or Jennifer Higgins. They'll because they're traveling a lot because they're mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. Some of, I I I think it was one of them would he he just he would he would rent he'd rent hotel rooms and just stay and like literally lock himself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was him or Higdon who would take flights. They would literally buy a round trip flight overseas, get off the plane, get back off the plane, fly back like instant return. Because they realized, like, no one could find them on airplanes. They were forced into a compact place. Some of my biggest work, I never composed, but so much of my, like, grunt work, my some of my most efficient times are on planes because I don't, I don't have anything else to do. Like, no one around me cares. I just sleep. Everyone else is, <laughs> every, Amy's asleep, and I sit there, and I work. That's when I organize, I always organize my laptop and desktop. I go through, I clean Oh, that's out. so smart. So I that's, need to do that. That's when I do it. It, and it's de- designated plane time. That's that's good. The first thing I do. I need to do that in compose. The too. first thing I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm really bad. I could never. I don't think I've ever been effectively able to compose on a plane, because like, it, there's just too much going on. I but, edit on planes. But like things like yeah. that, like my busy work. If I'm doing something in Sibelius, uh, music engraving or whatever, or a project transcriptions, mm-hmm. the plane is the best place because however long that flight is, I'm able to work and focus because. <laughs> I'm forced to. There's no more internet. No one's calling me. No one's texting me. I'm sitting in a tiny little seat and I, I organize my desktop and then I'll like edit the podcast or do something else because it's like a great time. So they found ways. I'm bad about forcing myself to do this. Heck, I went on a resident. I went. Dude. I went on a residency and I wasn't able to truly disconnect. I was still. I was not efficient at it. So even having that little hut. Mm-hmm. I was not, I, I didn't get a lot of work done out of it, even though I was given the time. They were paying me to be there. Not really money, but like supporting me at this artist residency. And I still wasn't efficient with that time because that's that's on me. Mm-hmm. That's not really on, on them. But it was still valuable, the residency, because of the meaningful connections I had with the other artists there. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I think what we really should also probably like end and- on... It is is like this idea of self-discipline and something mm-hmm. that I learned when I was in martial arts mm-hmm. back in the day is that you are responsible for your actions and the consequences therein. Mm-hmm. And if you make positive actions, short-term actions, like we would have to, one of our assignments would be 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups every day before you go to bed, uh, before you, right, right when you wake up and before you go to bed. A little habit. And then, and then as you ascend in belts, eventually you'll be, you'll need to do a black belt test where you have to do 500 kicks, 100 pushups, 100 sit-ups. You have to do all this and you'll have to do a bunch of different forms and it's on you to practice at home. Mm-hmm. And when you go to class, you can tell which ones practice and which ones don't. <laughs> the best music example of the equivalent was our ear training classes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's probably the most similar to martial arts and that it's kind of like weird and there's a lot of rituals. But 
I I think it was uh, Dr. O'Quinn. One of the things, mm. it was him or Blaha. Um, one of them said, we're in there. Someone asked how, and they're like, we, he's like, if any of he's he just like stopped everyone. He's like, if any of you guys have ever noticed that we never actually tell you how to do any of this. We have these little spots across the way, this little, like little modules, like where they're slowly inching up the difficulty across two years or or one year mm-hmm. um, or four years for, for some of the undergrads. Like they're, they're slowly inching up and they're like, we never actually really tell you how to do it, how to how to find that law. They never coached you. They give you some tips to maybe work on, but they set up these tasks, a lot like martial arts, for you to develop those skills and to work on something, but it's actually working on something deeper mm-hmm. you know and so that was rigorous discipline and you always knew if someone didn't work at it and hadn't built fundamental things they got they, lost in the they got they could not do it yeah they got destroyed they get up there they cry they, emb- and they embarrass themselves yeah. and they hopefully they and everybody made fun of them went, in the cafeteria yeah. <laughs> jennifer she can't even hear a tritone da 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 what a loser. What a loser. Uh, loser. Hey, listen to my perfect sit. <laughs> perfect six. That's, a, that's actually a great example. That's, that's, actually, Bi- that's Billy who didn't re- do the homework. Billy Billy didn't do the homework. <laughs> perfect sixth, sixth, bro. But I mean, like, yeah, like this is a good music example of where you had to have, that was a very disciplined class. Like, and they ran it like a disciplined yeah. class. I've never was once camp. thought about the, like, it's almost like a martial arts thing where it's it's more mental than the actual physical thing, mm-hmm. but their exercises, their tasks, you rank up. I would always make friends with the guys who would fuck up in, in ear training because they were also the the coolest people. <laughs> <laughs> like like this my boy. Cool. You, you, did you ever know Andrew Renfro or, no. or Ta- uh, Tabor Gable? I knew Tabor. I they, didn't. They were, I didn't, they're they're both jazz heads. They yeah, were both I knew jazz Tabor, heads. but I never So they were on a whole nother level from us. Cla- like like the stuff we were doing, yeah. they were like, it was trivial to them. Yeah. Like all the jazz people had like a little bit of trouble because they just didn't think like that. Yeah. It's just a whole other way that they think about harmony. Because they're incredible at other things, but like this the, style, it's, it's not it's, what they it do. Was almost, it was almost beneath them and rudimentary in the way that they conceptualize. Because now I'm learning jazz mm-hmm. stuff and I can't kind of apply what I learned in ear training, but- it's a different it's so thing. it's so by by and large it's remedial like mm-hmm. being able to hear a minor third is super different than being able to hear a fully diminished seventh chord mm-hmm. but i'm sure they can analyze fully diminished seventh chords like this but for me i'm like oh but in and all that you skills know. that they worked on that there's a lot of things they couldn't do and that's why they brought exactly. up for instance, ear training and we'll, we'll get out of the weeds, but like a, like a perfect pitch example. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone who had perfect pitch would just go in there and complain like, wait, why am I in here? And then I couldn't be like, oh, look, like you're in here because uh, your rhythm sucks, this sucks, this sucks, this is bad, you can't do this, you can't do this. Because you had, since you had that skill, you were, it was a it crutch. Was a crutch. Mm-hmm. So it turns out none of you know theory because you were able to get by <clears throat> on perfect pitch. And the moment mm-hmm. you start transposing this stuff, the people like me who had just relative and like learned law and yeah. like could figure it out, who put in it's the work easy. when we yeah. got to the next step, it's like atonal music, transpose it down and forth. I can do that in a heart. I was like, I walk in there, balls out. Like perfect pitch people up there crying. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible. And at I that. can do it only because I put in a lot of work in there. I had the discipline. Transcribing. Transcribe, ladies and gentlemen. I put, in, I put in the discipline of that. But I mean, like, 
Transcribe it, everything yeah. in different keys. Yes. Do it. It's 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 the key. It's like, just yeah. put in work into something. Practice. I'm practicing something. blues scales right like, now. There you go. I'm horrible at improvising because I don't. I'm putting the work. I just I I'm noticing. I'm oh, these the are the distances. These are the hand frames. These are the. Mm-hmm. I'm practicing Dorian right now. So I'm like trying to like. Dorian's my favorite mode. It's it's a nice it's, mode. It's it's it's, 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 it's very it's, it's metal. It's, it's Dorian and. Then, <laughs> Lydian, and then, anyways, but um, oh, so can I just say, yeah, I did this gig for this person named Dorian Electra, <laughs> and so when I met her, or no, sorry, when I met them, sorry, did she raise your six? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I, I'm like, I'm mixed Lydian. How'd that go over? And she kind, they just kind of hey, looked oh, at me. They, they, they looked at me like, uh, huh? <laughs> but the musicians around me laughed, and I was like, I'm so sorry. So, so apparently, it's not a music reason why they picked Dorian. I know a Dorian as well, a younger student. I know a Lydian. but it wasn't music. I know a Lydian, and he's a, a music savant. He's a music savant. Well, that's a great mode. He it's a great mode, and he <laughs> is the filthiest nine year old musician I've ever met. Jeez. Yeah, John Hong knows Lydian. Uh, I knew Dorian. He was at a in the New York Philharmonics, oh, like shoot. young composer program. Oh, it's really yeah. nice, and he had a, yeah, just a this kid was adorable. Oh my and god, an incredible composer, Trevor. We've been talking for two hours, and we never even once talked about talked about our listeners. Who? <laughs> hey, I just want to say thank you so much for thank listening. thank you everyone well. for listening. I, I'm getting more and more DMs of of y'all like. Uh, saying you listen to the podcast and it really it tickles me. Well, that's right just me in my the in my no no square. <laughs> it I just get a little tickling sensation down there. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And uh, please do it if you're listening to the podcast. Please reach out, ask us questions. Yeah, because we uh, we've done listener mail. Uh, we've done listener mail, and like, we're gonna keep it going. We want to keep it going. We love this conversation. We uh, want you. We want you on here, but particularly, yeah, bring up your problems, whatever it is. Like, just just send us to us because we're we're checking it. Yeah, we we, we want to talk about what you want to hear. Like, you're dealing with something in school. You're you're not in music at all. You just accidentally subscribed to the wrong podcast and you just kept listening like whatever it may be uh just let us know because we will go on a tangent about it oh for sure and and i want to i really i need your help we need to start a petition to get trevor to take some improv classes (laughs) yes with Um, me hit me up on venmo (laughs) hit him up on venmo uh, I'd be taking improv shiloh's medical bill this morning cost me an improv class i know man he threw it one little one little and then that cost. Oh, and, there and goes you, improv. And, you, for two and weeks. you also, uh, you also uh, pop the question. Oh yeah! So big announcement. Yeah. We have a first lady, first lady of, of the, the faking of notes. The faking notes podcast. Yeah, she's not. She hasn't listened to any of our episodes. Yeah, it's for the best. So um, <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna have to up. Someone else is gonna have to take the yeah, mantle. We gotta have. We gotta have her as a guest. First lady of the We gotta have her. We'll, as a we'll guest. bring. Oh, I have yeah, no problems. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think of who would be fun. the most random. Like bring on. Like I love. One of my favorite episodes of Dak Shepard's podcast. Uh-huh. He brought on his mom. Yeah. Oh man, I would love that. Like one of the my mom. Crazy. His mom. That was uh, one of. The, it was like a. Podcast. It's like a famous. It was one of the best. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah. And it, and him and his mom were talking about like the worst stuff, like or the most the most hurtful stuff, like them growing up like abusive fathers, like yeah. why she her, his father his next father in law was depressed and like yeah. incredibly deep. Uh-huh. And I like, yeah, it's real. But see, that's what I love. I I don't want to feel censored on this mm-hmm. podcast. I don't want to. We're not. And I don't I want you know, to take us yeah. seriously either. We're gonna. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. 
we we joke around. I mean, we it's going to be around. it's going to be interesting it's just to jokes, see. Baby. Um, yeah, we're having a good time because we do such serious things and all such funny time. things all the time, and that's why we wanted to do this. Like I'm teaching these Someone kids, and around. like, you know, chill. Like you know, we're gonna mess up, say the wrong thing. I spend my entire day answering twelve year olds like, "Hi, I'm afraid to perform on stage. Like, what should yeah. I do?" You know, like I I really spend my time like really trying to cultivate younger yeah. minds and like really dealing with serious things like kids tell me some crazy things that are happening in their lives like and I'm trying to play and I have spinal okay. yeah. I have spinal injury and like mm. I'm 18 and I want to start an instrument but I, I re- my deepest desire is to be a musician how do you tell somebody mm-hmm. that how do you talk to somebody about that you know and so I, I love to be able to come on here and curse. And, yeah. And, and it's like I'm dealing with serious, just like I'm trying to <laughs> just to help like underrepresented communities in composition and music and like providing value and fixing the problems, but yeah. also to be able to talk about my uh, wiener. I think because I think about it most of the time. Because yeah, it's so I'm also anyway, human. like yeah, with these these <laughs> platforms, it's like, you know, we can we can be multitudes. Hey, we are multifaceted existential beings that are aware of our mortality. I'm going to die. And that makes us weird. Speaking of mortality, yep, so yeah, I proposed. Cool. Yeah. We're going to have a first lady of the pod, yeah. but only only if, so I got down, yeah, so I got there and I got down on one knee and I was just like, hey, baby. Yes? Subscribe to where uh, you, you, can, you can get your podcast. Oh, so so you mean like Stitcher and Apple baby, Apple Podcasts? And listen wherever you, you, you get your podcast. Even Anchor that was uh, recently annexed um, amicably by Spotify. And, and if you listen to my podcast, I'll, 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 oh, you'll I'll do pay. that. You'll do that thing I like. You, you do you, the where, where, waiting thing. Did you get? Did you get? Did you get? Do we have any Hershey's uh, syrup in the in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. So it's big life news. We'll talk about that. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll have her on the pod and be like, Dope. so like. You said no, right? Yeah. <laughs> what did she really say the first time you asked? Yeah, yeah, you know, baby, please, please, no. This will be really no. bad on the ground. See the way my bank account is set up. I got a checking and a savings. Oh, I need to stop stealing. I got to check myself jokes. before I I save myself. Oh wait, wait. My, that's a that's a Kevin. I've been Hart rewatching bit. Uh, Kevin Hart bit. I got. I've been rewatching. I rewatched older Dave Chappelle's episodes. Oh, I do that all the time. Every, I love going back. Years. I saw the new Bill Barr. An, yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill Burr. Burr, Bill, no, pff, Jesus Christ, a new Bill Burr, and then I rewatched some of the older Dave Chappelle's. It's great. Nikki Glazer. Uh, I haven't seen. She, I've she seen. I always get her Joe's, advertisement. I haven't. She's on Joe's podcast. She's pretty funny. She's like really funny. I like her I a lot. Check her out. And I, I, I want to listen to more female comics. Like yeah. I'm trying. The best my, one I heard. I mean, because it was famous. Because it was like kind of half comedy, half super serious. Was the Nanette. It won like know. the the I don't know Grammy or whatever. It won the comedy award, mm-hmm. like the major stuff. I don't mm-hmm. Oscar, whatever, whatever major major awards like we know of, it won. And it's a tough, it was a tough field this year. There are a lot of great specials. Oh, you'll see, so about a year, year ago, it was pretty huge, but yeah. So it's Hannah Gadsby. I don't know. That. Yeah, can you, sh- can you send me oh, some stuff? Oh yeah, totally. I'm like listening was, to Amanda Seals yeah, podcast. It was, it was like, yeah, like kind of half funny, sucks. half very serious, but what, that's probably, is probably <laughs> one of the, art. one of the best examples of what we talked about maybe on the previous episode about, um, or previous episodes about using comedy and a platform as a mode as a mode of communication yeah. and so there are moments in there where you're like you're laughing and laughing and and not to change so she essentially just retells a story she's this is how i used to tell the story oh man i wasn't ready to like cry yeah. and like but also to just even another tier of empathy like realizing like how your actions hurt 
can hurt others or like how other people perceive it. And there are some things like that, not to say I wouldn't understand, but I'm like, oh, that's the example I will now use uh, to explain this type of situation or this type of love or, or whatever, like giving concrete words and thoughts and like being able to process it through yeah. a lens of, of comedy and, and like seeing her joke and then explain and dig into like traumas and pa- and like issues just right on stage. That's and it never felt for. preachy. It was just like, it was one of those things like you kind of sit there with your mouth half open. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a moment and you're like, this is something different. This is special. And when you look hard in the face and you have your mouth open, you know, it's like, will you like and subscribe? <laughs> I was trying to bring, I was trying to call back to the previous thing where I, was, I look hard in the face. Oh yeah. And I open my dog, mouth. Dog so I was, I was trying to see, that's the improv. It's it's like, you bring it back. Oh. oh All right. So, okay, so socialize, do things, listen to our podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and leave us a yes. rating. And, uh, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. All right, here's okay. the sign up. Uh, we're doing the uh, rap, Thinking those rap podcast. Up. No, we, we got to set it. I got to set it. I keep forgetting. Okay. I want to have a beat in our ear so we don't have to provide our own beat. Okay, yeah, Okay. Because I think well, that takes the pressure that off. Because otherwise we have to like listen and try to keep in time, but come up with the beat and like think about it's what we're talking about. It's fine. It's fine. I want to have like- We'll, we'll, we'll level up. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll level up. See, season two. <laughs> <laughs> season two. All right. All right. All right, baby. Bye. Peace.